All right, welcome everybody to the next episode of the RF Generation Collector Cast. Krabby, what's going on, man? I'm back home. You're back home in the Great White North. I am. Do you have to? How many times have you shoveled your roof so far? Um, not yet. But it, I've, <laughs> I've heard it's going to be pretty rough winter when it starts up. So you'll have to ask me in a couple months. Really? I, I we've been hearing about this huge El Nino thing, and it's supposed to keep us kind of warm. So are they just? Uh, does that mean everything's going to stay in your direction then? Apparently, I've heard we're going to have one of the coldest winters we've had in a long, long time. Well, you Canadians can just keep all your cold to yourself. Gladly. Toasty in the El Ninos, <laughs> hopefully, anyway. Uh, but uh, in this episode, uh, unfortunately, right now, Bill's uh, can't be with us, but um, if he gets a chance, he'll jump in here. But, uh, you know, uh, getting into it, we spent a great time at Retro World Expo, right, Krabby? It was fantastic, yeah. Really fun. Yeah. We're going to dig into our little story about that. Um, a little bit later in the episode, and uh, of course, we've got a lot of questions up front, right? The best part. <laughs> I know. It's everybody's so really good about delivering us questions. And um, if you didn't catch it on social media, I'll I'll apologize in advance. I've got a little bit of a cold, and so I sound probably a little nasally and scratchy. But uh, if you'll bear with me, uh, I would certainly appreciate it. Um, and by the time you gripe at me for this and I have it edited, I'll be well. So I'll feel better about myself. <laughs> hey, let me tell you that I, 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 this drove me crazy. I like right before we're getting ready to do this thing, I drive, I go to the drugstore. I'm like, I'm going to get some Sudafed because I'm going to be recording, you know, and I want to keep everything, you know, moving. And uh, I go to the, you know, the pharmacy and I go to get Sudafed. I don't know if it's the same way that it is in Canada, but I go to where the Sudafed is and there's just a card. There's no box of the medication. You and the take cards, it to the, the cashier or what? Yeah, it says, like, take this to the pharmacist and they'll fill this for you. And I'm, it, what, what, what? And it's a smaller town. And I look back at the back and the pharmacy is closed. <laughs> but it's a pharmacy, right? It's the whole building. It's a, you know, retail pharmacy. So I'm like, whoa, okay. So I'm like, all right, I'll take it up to the front. And I ask him, I'm like, okay, you know, this thing says to go to the pharmacy, but they're closed. And they're like, no, we can't sell that to you when the pharmacy's closed. I'm like, but this whole place is a pharmacy. <laughs> well, I'm sorry. There's only certain, I'm like, seriously? So I couldn't get my Sudafed. Um, evidently, the reason for that, I found out, is because people make meth with Sudafed. <laughs> So thanks, meth heads. Thanks, Breaking now, Bad. That's something. I mean, seriously, I asked. I was like, why is, why can't, you know, all the other medications are right there on the shelf. People make meth with it. <laughs> and I'm like, I don't want to buy six pounds of it. I just want one <laughs> box of a couple tablets. But then if you buy one box from like 10 different stores. Oh, they've got me. <laughs> then take my picture or something. I don't care. I got a cold, right? <laughs> Watch Isn't me drink it right Canada? in front of you. <laughs> yeah, seriously. I'll, I'll pop the pill now, <laughs> and then you can have the package back. Oh, is it that way there in Canada? Um, I don't know. I don't go to the pharmacy very often. I don't get sick very often. Well, I, you know, I don't usually. I'm not. I you know, take tons of extra medicine, but um, I mean, I'm sure I probably mentioned on the show before, but um. I've I've had a liver transplant, so they give you like a list of medications that are like these are the okay medications for you to take because right. some might interact with your anti-rejection meds, and so like literally cough and cold, your option is Sudafed, not anything else. Gotcha. So if I want some sort of nasal relief, 
that's all I can do. And honestly, I don't get sick very often, quite honestly. But uh, I've just learned now that, you know, I'm just screwed. That's <laughs> so, not normal business hours, obviously. So I'll have to plan in advance the next time I get sick. <laughs> yeah, my wife used to work at the Costco pharmacy, um, but everything was behind the counter there. There was no on-the-shelf stuff, really. Nothing. You know, no over-the-counter stuff at all? Yeah, but it's not a typical pharmacy. They had some weird rules, and they'd close earlier, and they weren't really connected to the rest of the store and stuff. Oh, okay. Well, that's yeah. interesting. Hey, Chris. Yeah? You heard of OTC Video Games? Who's it? What's it? What? What? They, they have an online store to buy old retro games and modern stuff, too. No, wait, 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 wait. You know, uh, they, they, they buy stuff? They do buy stuff. They even have great deals where they pay for shipping for some things. If you're sending in over $100 worth of stuff to them, they'll cover the shipping in the U.S., so wait a minute. So like all these like Nintendos and stuff I've got piled up here in the corner, they'll buy them from me? They will. They'll pay cash or store credit. No, I mean, you know, I just, these things, I run across them all the time. I'm at the flea market. You know, you see them for a couple bucks, you pick them up, you clean them up. You're like, you know, maybe one of these days. But I mean, they really do kind of pile up in the corner after a while, right? Yeah, they'll take big piles of consoles. No problem. I mean... That's pretty cool, because maybe I want to trade it in for a retro VGS or something, huh? <laughs> maybe. <laughs> okay. If you want to keep some of those consoles instead of selling them, they also sell parts to fix them up. What? Oh, so I, I have, like, a Super Nintendo, like, and it, uh, the controller ports are all screwed up. So you're just saying I could get the part and I fix it myself? Absolutely. You'll be playing NBA Jam in no time. Oh, man, I love NBA Jam. Thanks. No problem. <laughs> okay. Uh, they also sell, like, boxes and, and magazines and promo items and lots of stuff to do with gaming you mean oh wait a minute now you're trying to tell me that for all these loose nes games i've got sitting around here i could buy boxes to put them in you might be able to check it out what i mean okay now now i know you because you love having boxes for like your n64 games and stuff so i mean would you go out and look at them for some boxes for your stuff not only would i look at them i've actually bought some from them Really? So tell me about, like, your experience that you're trying to tell me that I should buy from them and how to go for you. It was awesome. I got a bunch of strategy guides I wanted. I got some Turbo Graphics games. I got some Box 64 stuff. They were so happy with me that even threw in a free t-shirt that I wear once in a while. It says OTC Video Games across it. No way. These guys sound great. They are. And I'm in Canada. They shipped up here, too. It's not just the U.S. Oh, that's pretty cool because a lot of people don't like to deal with customs, right? They don't. But no, these guys were awesome. Oh, that's pretty cool. I mean, uh, well, I mean, what do I do if I want to sell my stuff or, or buy some games? What do I do? Just send them a message. They've got a bunch of social media places, or you can find them on otcvideogames.com. OTC Video... Uh, okay, yeah, I've got their site right here. Hey, it looks like they're uh, just the same thing on social media. They're OTC Video Games on Twitter, and on, they got a Facebook page. And since I did my purchase, they've even added this new reward system into the store. So you can refer your friends, and you get free 5% off your first purchase. And then wow. every dollar you spend, you earn points, and then you can use those points for discounts later on. 
Oh man, I love that. My, my, my local store has something that's pretty similar. It works out great, especially when I'm buying games for my friends. Speaking of local stores, it looks like yeah? they're opening up a local store in Pennsylvania this fall. Oh man, we're at Pennsylvania. Lansdale? Do you know it? Lansdale? Well, yeah, everybody knows where Lansdale, Pennsylvania is. They really need a great store. Well, they won't this after this fall. Oh, that's awesome. Hey, aren't they coming to Retro World Expo? I sure hope so. That would be amazing. They are. I think I'm pretty sure Bill told me that they're going to have a table there so we can meet the guys and maybe buy some stuff. Maybe they'll give me a discount if I wear their awesome shirt there. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe they will. <laughs> I, you know, though, I don't we have some sort of coupon code with them, though? I believe we do. Uh, if you yeah. type in CollectorCast into your uh, your final cart, I believe you get a 5% discount. A 5% discount for using the name of our podcast? I couldn't even forget that. <laughs> and guess what else, Chris? Why? Why? I mean, there couldn't be anything else. This is too good to be true. <laughs> you're spending more than $50, and and don't kid me, you're you're definitely going to spend more than $50. Well, you know. They're going to ship it to you in the U.S. for free. Wait a minute. I don't even have to pay shipping. I mean, eBay, Amazon, they they always want to charge me shipping. Eh, Their prices are usually very competitive to eBay and Amazon anyway, so you should go buy from them and save the shipping and save a few bucks on the games. Man, fantastic. It sounds like if I really want a great place to go for classic video games, otcvideogames.com is the place to be. It's my place. Uh, now that uh, drug talk is over, <laughs> <laughs> for now, would you would you like? Yeah, for now. Who knows where the questions are going to go? Would you like to dig in some questions, Krabby? Absolutely. All right, let's do it. The first one here is from Facebook. So Thomas Blaine from Facebook is a little lengthy, so bear with me. <laughs> he says, "Let's say you're down to one item to complete whatever set you're after, and no matter the cost, you could acquire it for free right now. However," The catch would be the moment you accept that game, then your childhood favorite game would no longer exist. Would you do it or at least consider doing it after weighing the options? And this deal would only affect you. It wouldn't affect anyone else from playing and enjoying the game. (laughs) That is, that's a deep, that's a deep thought. So last thing. So Krabby's Nintendo World Championship. You can have it for nothing. But a childhood favorite has to disappear forever. If, if that meant there was no more Mega Man 3, I couldn't do it. <laughs> no, and there's no, no, they would still leave the good one. Grammy? <laughs> oh. Oh. No, I don't think I could. I, I, no? Yeah. Getting rid of games that I love, it's not worth, there's other cool, expensive, rare games I can find, but there's only one, like, favorite. A sealed magical chase? Wouldn't even tempt you? Wouldn't even consider it? Are you never play Mega Man again? If you can never play Mega Man 3, if that's your childhood favorite, yeah. it would disappear like it never existed. No, I don't think I'd be happy with that. No. No? All right. No, it'd have to be a ridiculous amount of money. Like, I don't know. I'm trying to think of something like a sealed air raid or something of that caliber. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, some of these... Uh, 
Yeah, I'm trying to think of something that would just be absolutely bonkers, but... Maybe Shigeru Miyamoto in a box <laughs> holding Super Mario Brothers. So VGA every time you played Super Mario Brothers, you plugged it in and he had to hold it the whole time. And Charles Martinet was behind you making the sound effects. <laughs> That's right. It's a me. <laughs> the whole time. Uh, for me, yeah, I know. I, you know, yeah, I'm at the point with my collection that the last few games I have, uh, like, I would need uh, would be inter interesting but not like oh my god i can't wait to play this it's more like oh boy god i can't wait to plug the hole in the shelf yeah um so yeah no i couldn't give up like a mega man 2 or a ninja gaiden or you know because even though i've got you 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 know i'm sure you're the same way right you've got all these crazy expensive games but which ones do you go back to yeah like little samson once in a while is the only big one zombie nation once in a while too but yeah there's not a lot of them that i they get much play that's true. I, was, I would give Little Samson. That's probably, out of the crazy expensive games, the one that's worth playing often. Yeah. Um, I'm not. I'm never reaching for Dino Peak on the shelf. No, you know I, what I mean? once I finish that, I've never once had the desire to pop it back in again. <laughs> no, I've never even... I got first level. I'm like, okay, I'm good. I, I'm, I feel pretty good about myself there's, now. There's some fun stages later on, but they're, yeah. There's better games for far, far cheaper. Yeah, yeah, I would imagine so. But uh, that's a good question. Very deep. So out there, you know, think to yourself, uh, if you had to, if would you do it? Uh, I'd be curious if anybody would take that bargain. Let us know. Now moving over to Twitter, we've got a few questions from Twitter. We've got a couple up front from The Single Banana. So Rich from the RF Generation Playcast. He was at our panel at Retro World Expo, right? He was. So we'll uh, we'll talk a little bit more about that later, but... Technically speaking, when we're recording this, it's October. So what's your favorite horror, survival horror game? I'm not going to promise you I'm going to have this out in October, but... <laughs> yeah, what's your tight. Yeah, so what's your favorite survival horror game, Krabby? I have a big soft spot for Resident Evil 2. So, um, two. No, it's got to be number two. Number two. Nothing better. Why number two? It's got those fixed camera angles that I love... I don't mind the tank controls. I love that really tight inventory where you got to figure out what you can take with you. You can't take everything. You're always short on ammo, so you can't kill everything. You got to figure other ways around enemies. So that always kept it really tense in like a horror game. There's a lot of other ones where they have like horror themes to them, but I never felt scared or tense or anything on them. Like I really thought I was going to get that through Dead Space, but I felt too powerful in that game. Like I was never scared of the bad guys. Okay. And just like like one zombie in Resident Evil 2, whatever. But just like two or three, like it gets re- like you can't take that on. You got to run. Yeah, and that game had that really cool system where the two different characters that you could play through, right? Yeah. Yeah. And so you had the two discs um, that you had to go through, which was, it was pretty novel right? at the time. Yeah. And then um, that's one of the first games I ever got into like uh, speedrunning because you had those, if you did them quick enough with a few saves, you can mm. unlock uh, extra weapons and missions and stuff. And so, yeah. yeah, that got a ton of replay from us. Yeah, that's true, because you could get, like, well, like rocket launcher and all that stuff. Tofu. <laughs> tofu. <laughs> hunk. Oh. <laughs> yeah, Hunk was from a tofu. Which was the one that had that whole extra survivor game? Was that three? Might have been. Were th- they, like, the thing was the survivor? That might have been three. No, was that two with Hunk? I can't remember maybe, now. It's been a while. it was. It might have been two. Uh, yeah, I remember, like, there was a whole, like, separate, just, like, 
really short little extra game. You had like a knife. It's basically about it. Yeah. They always kind of started doing that a little later. They always put those little extra games in there, which was always pretty cool. Totally. So Resident Evil 2. Um, personally, I would have to go with, uh, and this is tough. I would probably go with hmm, Dead Space. I want to say Dead Space 2 because I think Dead Space was probably a little better game, but the story in Dead Space is much better, I think. Uh, really super creepy. And just that oppressive feel of that ship and kind of just the environment uh, that you're in. Um, Do you ever see the movie Event Horizon? Oh, yeah. That's yeah. exactly Get what that it reminded feel big me time. of. Yeah. And uh, Event Horizon was one of the movies that just creeped the living crap out of me. That is the first movie as, like, not an adult. I was probably, what, 16, 17 when I saw it, where I got nightmares after watching it oh, man. at that age. Like, I wasn't, like, a 10-year-old or anything. Like, yeah. Well, I was, you know, probably, what, early 20s or whatever when that came out. Saw it in the theater. And, I mean, I can watch some movies. I was, like, covering my eyes in parts <laughs> of that movie. Because I'm like, oh, my God, just stop. Make it stop. It really creeped the creeped me out, seriously. Very yeah. bad. Yeah. And, and Dead Space definitely had that same sort of feel to it. I think the mechanics work, worked better in in the second game than the first one, but I think just the story itself. Although, in the second one, I thought it was really cool because there was a section when you go back to the ship, mm -hmm. and, and that was really well done, very creepy. But, um, yeah, I think that would be my favorite uh, of the clan. So, um, up next, Rich has got another question for us. He says, also, what are your thoughts on the new Friday the 13th Kickstarter? It looks interesting. I... They, they put in the stretch goals that if they get enough, then they'll do a single-player mode, which would get me more interested in it. But I like the idea of having Freddy versus, like, what was it, like, six or seven? I think it was seven. Because it was eight players, right? Seven, uh, like, college kids hanging out at the camp kind of thing. It's kind of like the NES game, except, you know, more players. Yeah. Right? You gotta defeat Jason. Um... So, I mean, I'm going to guess you have not kicked in on this. Is that it? I have not, but I know three people locally who have. Really? Yeah. Have they gone in just the minimum to get the game, or...? I think so. One of them okay. was talking about maybe bumping it up to the one of the collector's edition things. But, um, yeah, I think they all just put in the minimum right now. Now, I'm not sure how much longer that campaign has to go. Do you know? Because they've not hit the goal yet, I don't think. I think there's still two weeks left on it. Is there? Because so. weren't they still a couple hundred thousand dollars short? Let me check. Okay. Well, while you're <laughs> doing some on-air research, I'll give my thoughts about it. Um, interesting. I've never been a big Friday the 13th buff, personally. Uh, I've seen some of the movies, of course, but I've definitely not seen all of them. Um, they have 19 days left to go, and they are 75% funded. 75%. What's their total? Their total is 526000 out of 700000 Okay. Yeah, so a couple hundred thousand left to go, which they'll probably happen. get a surge. Yeah, they'll yeah. get a surge at the end, so very likely that they'll get the game made. Yeah. Um, I love it's that it's just like a fan project by people who know what they're doing. They Like they say, and did you read any of the stuff on it at all? Um, just a little bit. I I had Rich talk to me about it the other night and kind of catch me up. And, yeah, they, and I guess like, the idea was that the the guys came to them and said, hey, we want to turn this into a Friday the 13th game. Yeah, and it's like a whole ton of people that were involved with the original show. 
And they say right in there, like, because they have all the question and answer section, and one of them is, why don't you go to a publisher to do this? And they're like, because we don't want this game to be rated T. We want nudity. We want excessive violence. We want this to be Friday the 13th. We don't want it to be some weird form of Friday the 13th. So it makes you wonder about the mechanics then, because if you're playing one of the teenagers, does that mean you got to try to get it on with one of the other teenagers so that way Freddy will, I mean, Jason will appear? Because that's what always happens, right? <laughs> totally. I don't know. That sounds funny. Is there going to be like a get naked button or something <laughs> that you can press and like, uh-oh, bow chicka, wow, wow, and then you got to literally take your clothes off in front of the Kinect. <laughs> And does the person they get to play Jason? They just have like a signal that goes off, like "Uh oh, somebody's getting it on." I gotta go. <laughs> They're in the tent, forty paces to the south. <laughs> yeah, no doubt, right? Just has like a an alarm system. That's oh, I've, I detect pheromones in the air. I have to go. <laughs> that's it. He's part animal. Something like that. Um, this is something I would never get in on. It's not my cup of tea, but I think it's cool. It's a cool story, um, and I'm sure there's a lot of people that are interested i honestly out of those game out of those movies in the past i i liked freddy krueger movies a little bit better so that's i kind of hope this does well so that they try and do faithful adaptations of other movies so they might hit one that i'm really passionate about oh so what would be your big passionate one that you would like oh anything with brad pitt in it right do do, do a proper cool world video game (laughs) (laughs) oh my seven years in tibet the game (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> no oh maybe they could do uh you could do seven you could be like a murder mystery oh yeah Kinda. what's in the box <laughs> uh no i was thinking what was that one where you did like the barber uh you know what yeah the one where he's the barber that kills people are you thinking of you're thinking of johnny depp sweeney todd Oh, that's yeah. yeah sorry, that's Jane, yeah. I'm that, getting I'm getting pretty boys mixed up here. Sorry. Oh, Brad Pitt's on another level than Johnny Depp. Come on. <laughs> uh, okay, Twelve Monkeys, the video game. Yeah, there you go. How about that? Could you uh, just a proper Fight Club game? They did a bad one before. Oh yeah, I think that ship has sailed. But uh, <laughs> all right, so that's my thoughts anyway. Um, so if you get close. And it looks like it's going to make it. Do you throw in at any point, or you're just like, nah, I'll buy it off the shelf when it comes out? Well, it's all online multiplayer. If they just reach their goal, that doesn't yeah. that doesn't interest me. And is it going to be physical? Um, I think that was one of the stretch goals, too. I think it has to hit a certain point. I got you. So if it hits the stretch goals for single player and disc, are you in? Um, If, if you can do eight-player local... 100%. I, I would buy well, there's that. There's no way. We have like eight, eight ways to put split screen or something. Everybody could see what everybody was doing. That's fine. I don't mind that. <laughs> no, it's not. People, no. people still get mad at me when I play Goldeneye. Like, Stop looking at my screen. I'm like, that's how it works. Have you ever seen like the the people like that would put the cardboard on the TV? Could, <laughs> yeah. We could do it like, uh, like uh, Fibbage there. Just everyone gets their phone and you have... Your own oh, little screen there. It. There you go. You, everybody wants to play games on their phone like Friday the 13th, right? We had a good time doing it. We did. It was a different kind of game. <laughs> Unless it's just giant buttons that say sex, run, kill, you know, <laughs> exactly. something like that. <laughs> uh, so I don't know. If you guys are into the Friday the 13th Kickstarter, let me know. I'd be curious to see how many people 
that listen to the show uh, are backing it, or well, maybe by the time this is out, probably won't be much time left. But um, yeah, it'll be interesting. Uh, I, the only franchise I could think of that, yeah, like as a Nightmare on Elm Street, I don't think Halloween. I've never been a big Michael Myers fan, so it's just like Friday the Thirteenth, but with like one or two people instead of like a bunch of kids. Yeah, and a um, urban setting instead of uh, out in the boonies. What do you think? Child's Play, maybe? <laughs> oh God, no. Chucky? No. <laughs> What are what are any other big franchise? I can't think of any uh, uh, Leprechaun. Any other big <laughs> Leprechaun. Uh, Hellraiser. Hellraiser. Now that could be good, yeah. right? The Cenobites. When that's what they were called. Um, what about um, Cube? You ever see that one? Oh, I love the Cube movies. That could be an interesting game. Just having a whole bunch of people in different rooms, eventually meeting each other and trying to figure out how to get past traps. Oh, that sounds like such a good idea for a yeah. game. Let's start a Kickstarter. All right, done. <laughs> Funded tomorrow. <laughs> and if you guys have not seen the Cube movies, Canadian, what's wrong? What's they're Canadian wrong with you? movies. Are they really? They are. Now, now, like the third movie was kind of. Uh, you just need to watch the first one. You don't need to go past there. I think the second one's pretty good. It's okay. But yeah, the first one's fantastic. Yeah. Third one, eh. But anyway. Um, all right. Moving on, we have at Sega Tomcast, and he asks, what's the max you would spend on a <laughs> Nintendo World Championship card? I told myself I wouldn't go over 10000 on it, and they've a whole bunch of sales have passed 10000 on them, so I think I'm out on that one now. Let's say the guy with the screwed-up label copy that says Mario on it comes up <laughs> to you and goes, ten grand today. Today? No, I'd, I'd need, like, ten grand. Two or three months from now. <laughs> well, you know, yeah. but you know what I'm saying. Like he says, no, I decided I'm ready to let go of it. Ten thousand dollars, it's yours. Ten thousand Canadian dollars. Sure. <laughs> then I, I would, I would have to think about it. I'd have to sleep on that. Then I'd, it'd be in the realm of possibility. I see. Go sell a few things or, yeah. or whatever. Yeah. If you flip a few pinballs, and there you go. <laughs> Figure out how long uh, I want to sleep on the couch. <laughs> you could always. Tell your wife what I think. Uh, I think well, I was listening to um, Narc podcast one time, and Rip bought a, a gray NWC. And I think it's what his deal with his wife was: is that he could keep it for a year, and then he'd have to sell it and make more money off of it, or something like that. So That's you could just lie to your lie to your wife and say that. <laughs> Will he sell? Come, come on! After a year, she's gonna forget about it. Ooh, I don't know. You're so gonna get a lot to of money it. to not forget about. Yeah, life happens. You have a kid or two, they're busy, they never notice. (laughs) Never notice. It's not like, you know, taking a car and doing something with it. It's just another one of those Nintendo games on the shelf. (laughs) Who knows, right? I don't know where it went. (laughs) It's in there somewhere. If you can find it, honey, you tell me. (laughs) Uh, Me personally, how much would I spend on a NWC cart? Um... You know, I, it would have to be stupid cheap. I'll just be honest. It would it would be insultingly cheap to where no one would ever sell it for that little. <laughs> so, you know, if somebody wants to sell me one for a couple thousand dollars, I'm a buyer. But um, I've already consoled myself to the fact I will never, unless, I don't know, unless uh, I have a rich uncle I don't know dies and gives me millions of dollars. But You'll, you'll, uh, you'll find one in that thrift store. Just you wait. Oh, sure it's, it's I will. right behind those creepy dead-eyed dolls that we were looking at. <laughs> yeah, I have no, yeah, no problem. I'll find five of them laying around somewhere. You, you, you cut me a good deal on one of those, right? 
Oh, sure. Right. Yeah, I'm just going to open my own little NWC store. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Only NWCs all the time. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> uh, but uh, no, I own a repro cart. It's good enough for me. Uh, it's probably as close as I'll ever get. This is a hobby. It's not a mortgage. So, <laughs> you know, I got to keep things in mind. I got three kids to feed. Uh, and that would be a lot of college money, you know, quite honestly. Um, all right, moving along. That's probably not the most exciting question to ask. And we're collector caskets. It's probably like, well, you should be saying they'd spend all kinds of... Okay, so if you want me to lie to you, $20,000 is what I would spend. <laughs> um, at Bickman2K, that's uh, Adam. We saw him also recently. What is your favorite NES horror game? And he says, not Famicom or anything unreleased unless you want to answer that separately. So, la-di-da, he put some <laughs> restrictions on it, Mr. Man and his thing. So, favorite NES horror game. Would you count Death Race? No, that's unlicensed. He, he, said, un that he said unreleased. He didn't say unlicensed. Oh, that's true, he didn't. Um, I, I mean, would you count that as a horror game? Yeah, kind of. I, Chiller's kind of fun, too, but not for too long. <laughs> no, yeah. Chiller or Baby Boomer? Yeah, no. I don't know. I don't... What would you count as horror games on the NES? <sighs> Traditional horror? Um, Probably... Not very much. There's there's Friday the 13th and Nightmare on Elm Street. I don't know if I'd call them horror games, though. Uh, yeah. That's why I'm trying to think of something that would be truly, like, um, what about, like disturbing. Un uninvited? Maybe. But still... I mean, Shadowgate has its, you know... It has moments. Little creepy moments from time to time. Taboo. Because you could just... You could be dead. Right. Frankenstein and Dracula. I mean, if I had to go with a theme, I'd probably say, what, Castlevania? I mean, probably Castlevania 3. You know, that's the the genre, sort of. It's not really a horror game, but, I mean, there's not very many to choose from. Castlevania 2's got more of a horror vibe to it. Uh, really? Really. How? I mean, how so? Um, You're not even getting attacked by Dracula. You have to put... It turns Dracula is such a chump, tonight, you have to rebuild it's all spooky and intense. And I know, but, like, the end boss is a mm -hmm. joke. I mean, it's like, oh. The rest of the game, though, has, like, an atmosphere of horror around it, where the rest just have that, like, theme slapped onto, like, action. I don't know. I mean, it's not even horrific, right? There's one boss you can just walk past. <laughs> <laughs> That's not very scary. It's only when you know what you're doing. The first uh, time you fight him, it's not like that. I, I guess, yeah, you just actually beat him in about two <laughs> seconds flat. Sorry. Uh, yeah, I don't know, that game is so pathetic, it's like, oh, this game sucks so bad, I have to build the boss to beat it, and, you know, because he can't even resurrect himself. It's because you whooped him so bad the first time. Right, why would you even do that? I mean, it doesn't <laughs> make any sense. Anyway. Uh, uh, I'll, anything? I'll, I'll stick think? with Chiller. I think Chiller's, Chiller. Chiller's the, the best horror game on the NES. Yeah, that's a, that's tough. Um, there's not a whole lot that I can think of offhand in that genre. So, we'll move on then. Um, at Isrit101, again, another buddy that was with us at Richard Williams. Everything just plays together, right? <laughs> Everything goes into the same theme. He asks, what game or games is R? 
<laughs> lots of slashes and things here. So I'm just kidding. What games are so terrible that you ended up loving them? You, so bad they were good. Why don't you go first this time? You so bad it was good. <laughs> um, in some ways, I hate to say this the wrong way, but I would say uh, no more heroes to some degree. Because like some of the gameplay sure. stuff was not great, but I the story was hilarious. Yeah, that game's so yeah campy and cheesy that it ends up being fun. And there's some really stupid design decisions in it, but it's still fun to swipe them. Yeah, but yeah. it's you know it feels like some kind of Tarantino flick on acid or something. I mean, it's got yeah. a really really weird take on it. The Japanese impression maybe of uh, a weird Tarantino film. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I think that's what I would go with. I would probably say No More Heroes and the sequel, which is also really very strange. <laughs> I haven't actually played the sequel. I've only beaten the first one. No? Yeah. I want you to take a guess what happens in the second <laughs> one. <laughs> and I want you to think hard about this. Oh, uh, it's a. I think mechanically it's a much better game than the first one. Right. Um, it's still the same wacko story. So if you enjoyed the story for the first one, play the second one. Oh, totally. It's actually better to play. Gotcha. Um, your hand will get tired from flailing the Wiimote, but... Uh, <laughs> I use, you can use the Move controller on PS3 version. Oh, that's right. I, you can use the control. No, that's just the first game, though. So that's just the first game. Oh, they didn't um, do the second one. That's right. It's for remake Heroes of the first Par- one. Heroes yeah. Paradise has some of the boss battles from the second game in it, but not the whole game. Right. So you got to get the Wii version, which is probably like 25 cents by now. Oh, I've, so. I'm sure I've got it. There you go. So play that one. It's good. Uh, so what do you think? What What's a game that's so terrible that you loved it anyway? It took me a really long time to beat a few NES games, and some of them actually grew on me while I got <laughs> And I'm very proud of being able to beat them. Uh, one in particular is Time Lord. Time Lord. I really like that game now, and it's not great. And there's two parts in it that are just super, super challenging and frustrating. I mean, what scale are we? Are we like Deadly Towers bad, or you know, um, or what? What do I relate to? It's got a little bit of the like Mylon Secret Castle, where you just don't oh. know what the hell to do at certain oh. parts, and it's got a couple parts that are like Dragon's Lair, like one hit, I'm dead kind of things. Oh man! But they're not. The whole game is not based on those mechanics. They just show up at a couple points. So yeah, once you figure I, them out, it's fun. And Conan. Again, Conan. Not a hard game. Yeah. It's just hard to know what to do. <laughs> it's just not what, well made. Yeah, once you know what to do, it's actually pretty fun. All right. Well, yeah, you had a couple stinkers in there yeah. <laughs> that you're trying to redeem. Uh, um, oh, that, what's the other one? It's on the rare replay now, the Solar Jetman. Oh, I hate Solar Jetman. That one was so infuriating, but so rewarding once you finish the level. That game doesn't give you any clue of what you're supposed to do no if you don't have the manual forget it you were mapping stuff out trying to figure out where to go totally oh and it's like i'm a flying egg how exciting (laughs) is this oh man yeah solar jet man anyway well you know i was trying to think i you know as a kid i actually played a bit of and beat deadly towers so i would have to say to some degree i have a soft spot for deadly towers not that I would think I would spend a lot of time with it now. But, <laughs> well, uh, I, I might hit you up for some, some pointers later. 
I don't know if I could remember. It's been <laughs> a long time. It'll it'll all come back to you. The pain will come all back to me. Um, so those, yeah, that's some good ones. I would be curious to find out from our listeners here uh, what games they thought were really bad, but kind of so bad that they were good. Because you know, there's some of those cult favorite kind of games that are out there, which sometimes you just have to experience. You know what I mean? All right, moving up to this last one. I think this one could be interesting and could be a little polarizing. So um, just keep in mind that the opinions that we hold are our own. <laughs> don't, don't reflect anything else. Um, in fact, Will, who asked this question, didn't kind of didn't want to ask it. He thought it would be maybe a little too much. But Will, I said, you know, hey, we're, you know, we'll answer questions. We're stupid. We'll get people mad at us. Um <laughs> So, at what, SWC, as Will, he says, what do you think of people who refuse to dump prototypes to the public? And he had some more to say, but I'll leave the rest out because maybe it would give a hint as to his thoughts on the matter. So, I'll Uh, let him discuss those on his own if he chooses to. But um, we're dumb enough to dive into this, so. Totally. What do you think of the people? See, this is the, that's the hard part about this question because. Now you're asking us to judge human beings, which is never a fun thing to do. Oh, it's always fun. Come on. <laughs> you know, decisions, I can judge decisions all day long, but to cast aspersions on people, uh, you know, <laughs> it's not quite as comfortable. I, what do you think of those people? They, I have, say, they say, oh, I'm going to, I don't want to release this. I paid all this money. I want to hold on to it. It's mine. I have no problem whatsoever with it. I think they either did the legwork, they paid the money, they got incredibly lucky whatever the reason they ended up with this thing it's theirs to do with what they want i i'd be super happy if they wanted to dump it and or make a reproduction of it or whatever but realistically i have a bazillion other games i'm probably a hundred times more interested in that yeah it's not even a thought in my mind i have no problem with them keeping it if they want to keep the value or just have something unique or whatever reason they want to keep it for so what if you found out that there was a prototype version of Mega Man 3 that was really good, but quite a bit different. And the guy owned it. No way. I'm never releasing this thing. You'll never get to play it. Yeah, same thing. Like, I've got enough other things I really love or I can look forward to that one game out of tens of thousands I'm not going to fret about. I, so even I, if, if he wants was... to dump it, like props, like I would give him like the Nolan brothers who dumped a ridiculous amount of prototypes over the years. Tons of respect for those guys. Awesome. If they didn't want to do that, it wouldn't have affected me much anyway. I bought maybe like three or four of them over the years. Yeah. Yeah. I just bought their most recent release. Actually the uh, crazy land release. Yeah. Um, personally, as far as the people themselves, because that's what the question asks. What do you think of the people who refuse? Um, I don't, I mean, I don't think anything about it. I mean, they're choosing to do what they want to do with the property they own, right? I mean, I don't, do I think they're jerks or something? Not really. Uh, do I under, now the question maybe I would rephrase it a little bit into is what do I think of the mentality of that? Like, uh-uh, I don't want to share. I don't know if that's what you're trying to get to. Um, if it was me, that's all I can say, right? Like, all I can say is what my choices would be. I would probably like to go the same route that the Nolan brothers do, where they sell reproduction copies to recoup the money they put into the prototype, and then they still keep the prototype. 
Yeah. So it's a win-win, right? They get to keep the original. Other people get to play the game, and nobody's nobody's hurt. And right, the I don't know. It, it builds the community, right? You have more information you're releasing to the community to strengthen them. I think it's a really good thing for people to dump them, but I don't look down on anyone who doesn't want to. Yeah, because the, you know, I think probably one of the big ones that a lot of people know about is like um, Socks the Cat, right, on Super Nintendo. I've never, everybody, never everybody heard knows. of that until this moment. No? Socks the Cat rocks the hill? Nope. Oh. To like um, a Bubsy clone? Um, It's a game about President Clinton's cat. <laughs> uh, Maybe it's more known down there. Yeah, I'm sure in Canada it probably wasn't a thing. I didn't know he had a cat. <laughs> Name Socks. That was the Clinton's cat. Um, I think the thing why I would bring that one up is because A, everybody knows it exists, and B, everyone knows exactly who has it. And that person has chose not to release it. Interesting. Um, is it like Dream TR or something like that? Yes. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, he's Dream TR has kind of always been one of those people that's like, you know, if I want to sell it, I'll sell it, but I don't owe anybody anything to just give it away or whatever. And I agree. You know what I mean? If I had to go out and do a lot of work and spend a lot of money to get some of these things, mm-hmm. I would be personally a little upset if everybody just threw a fit and said, oh, you owe us. Gimme, gimme, gimme. Yeah. Right? No, he's just, like, that guy specifically has done so much legwork, like... Even though he did it all for himself, we have, what, like five or six NWC golds floating around because of him over the years? Yeah, and some of the games that he used to have, he sold and have been released by somebody yeah, else. absolutely. Um, so it's his choice. I, I think the thing is you probably get more flies with honey than with vinegar. You know what I mean? I think a lot of people probably make it even worse because they, you know, they get on forums and things and they, like, bash people. And say, like, oh, you know, how selfish that you would... And I don't think that's ever going to win you anything. You yeah. know what I mean? No. Yeah, how selfish that you spend, yeah, months of your life researching and driving and tracking these things down and contacting people and, and making And I just give it to me for free. And, yeah. I just want it for free because I breathe. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, I get it. It's, I don't like the entitlement feeling. Um, but... I would say that, you know, I am happy when someone decides to release it, even if they're going to charge me for it. Yeah. I'm willing to, I'm willing to pay for that. I, I don't have a problem with that. I think it's perfectly fair for the owner to make some money uh, for all their hard work. I, you know, there's nothing wrong with that. Uh, and if it gets a game released, that's great. I mean, this year, man, there's been a lot of unreleased games or I was just the other day a uh, new Dizzy game oh up. really? <laughs> yeah Wonderland Dizzy you can um, you can get you can download the ROM or play it off their website they um, it's what all us Dizzy fans have been waiting years for <laughs> right yeah no, said no one <laughs> uh, but anyway I mean you know an NES game just comes out of the blue and it's like hey here we go here it is world go have it uh, and it was pretty cool because if you go on the website, you can play it on the website through an emulator. Um, and they even have box art and a, la- a sticker label made up that you can download and print. So, I mean, if you want to make your own cartridge, it seems like they seem to be pretty good behind it. And they're like, hey, we just want to put this out there. 
Uh, I think they're trying to plug a book or project or something like that that they're doing. But, uh, you know, hey, whatever you want to do it. I know Lost Levels, uh, Frank Cifaldi runs that site. He's released a lot of prototypes for free that he's done work with. I think him and um, Stephen Lynn have, have done a lot of preservation work. And I totally get that. Some people are preservationists where they want to do it more for the history and they want that stuff out there for everybody. And then there's some people, I think, like Dream Tier that are more of like collectors, right? Yeah. Um, they're not there to do it for everybody else. They're there to collect things on their own. Yeah. Um, and I, I'm not going to bash that. Um, I don't know. I mean, is that kind of what you're thinking? Yeah, I think we're pretty much on the same page. Yeah. And do I understand the other idea? I, I understand the longing for sure, of saying, like, man, I really wish I could play this. I totally get it. Um, I don't particularly want to play Socks the Cat uh, on Super Nintendo, but, I mean, if somebody told me, like, hey, there's this awesome NES game, and we've got the the Proto, and it's complete, and it's great, and too bad you'll never play it. I mean, it would, <laughs> that would bum me out a little bit. I'd be like, oh, that sucks. But, I mean, I wouldn't be mad at the person, right? I would just, say like, you just have to it, make friends with them and go visit. Yeah, or, yeah, like, let me, can I play it? Or, you know... How just probably put them, you know, some ideas in their head. Like you could really maybe make some money by doing this. But uh, anyway, I think that's uh, that's all of our questions that we've got for this time around. So thank you everyone for sending questions in. I do want to throw out one thing, uh, a little extra this time around. One of our wonderful listeners from RF Generation Addicted on the forums was very kind to donate some codes for, for some free goodies uh some xbox codes and some steam codes mostly some humble bundle stuff now i honestly don't know a lot of these things a few of these games i recognize on steam um i'll throw them out there like guacamelee which is awesome bill's always talking that one up yeah i see a code for psychonauts here um, solid game yeah bit trip runner I like, I, that's fun one. I've actually played a ton of that. I played it on a trip down there. There you go. And we've got yeah. some extra codes, and there's some other ones in here, too. But uh, here's how the code giveaways are going to work. We will give away a code of your choice, either Xbox or Steam, to people that submit questions for the next show, and we read your question on the show. So if you want a shot, you got to send in a question for the show, and you need to let us know somewhere in the question whether you want Xbox or Steam. And from there, uh, I can't promise you what you'll get. You know, it's probably just going to give things out first come, first served. And if there's more left over, we'll do it again next time. But we've got quite a few codes here, so I think we'll probably be good for a little bit. How's that sound, Krabby? That sounds very fair. <laughs> so Krabby will be asking lots of questions on... No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I need that guacamole code. Guacamelee is pretty fantastic, isn't it? I haven't played it. What? It's download only. There is no physical version of Guacamelee. Not that I'm aware of. Crabby, you need to play Guacamelee. <laughs> well, next time I come, we can play it. It's like, like uh, no, it's kind of long. It's uh, like a beat 'em up <laughs> Super Metroid. Yeah. Well, you downloaded Mega Man 10, so I could come over and play it. So next time I come, you can download something else weird, and I'll come and play it. How about this? How about Play the next time you get an Xbox One and you for yourself? Because eventually you said you're probably going to get one, right? Yeah. 
Yeah. Okay. Then I can give you my login information. You could log into my account from there and play the game. Mm, we'll see. <laughs> Come we'll on. See. I got a lot of other stuff to play. Oh, I couldn't make it any easier for you. <laughs> You're killing me. You You're could just send me. me a copy in the mail. That would make it easier. I can't. There's no physical copy. That's I would send it to you. That's what I mean. If there was a physical copy, I would send you a copy. That's how good I think that game is. That, that, didn't they come out on Vita? But probably probably just download. I, yeah, I haven't seen a physical one for that on Vita either. Wah, wah. All right. Sorry, Vita owners. Seems like that thing is going to turn into a really weird niche machine, right? There's some. If you really like JRPGs, there's some cool stuff on it. Yeah, but I mean, like, I think Sony's officially said that, like, we're not doing anything else on it. Yeah, they called it a legacy machine at one of their shareholder meetings a few months back. I think even more than that, I think recently they've flat out said, like, we're not putting any more games on it. Well, yeah, that's what they meant by legacy machine is, like, we got, like, a year or two left of producing the actual hardware. We're not putting any money into the uh, software side of things. So I'm curious, you think, is Sony completely done in the handheld space? Yeah, I don't think they were too happy with their last two outings. I, I, I was really I surprised the Vita came one. out. I couldn't see them doing a third one. I'm surprised it came out with so little support from Sony behind it. They started off strong and then just nothing immediately. Yeah, they really gave the PSP a lot more of a push mm-hmm. than they did the Vita. It seemed like the Vita was kind of like, well, Japan really wants this, so I guess we'll also release it in the US, because yeah. why not? And then they, yeah, I think more people thought you could use it almost like a Wii U pad where you could like play your PS4 games like and PS3 games to some extent back and forth with it and like take them on the go and stuff. And that really didn't materialize like most people thought it would. Yeah, I, I think I like the idea of remote play, uh, but I don't like the execution. So and we probably just really don't have the... Then the Nintendo it, NX is going to be for you. <laughs> maybe right <laughs> uh i don't know do you think i mean do you think you think the rumors are true this is going to be the hybrid machine um i could see them doing that they always want to do something different and that's different but also kind of what people want so i can see them giving it a shot so the thing i i kind of worry a little bit about that they've said didn't they say recently that they're using like or somebody wrote an article and said they're going to use like front you know high-end chips or something like that yeah yeah that was the the wall street journal article yeah um so doesn't that seem to i mean i don't know maybe it's high-end mobile chips but do you think maybe that that means console i knowing nintendo i can't read into that (laughs) i really don't know what they would do i'm just excited to find out i don't know um yeah, I don't know. Ultra Nintendo could just be like, uh, uh, you know, 128-bit sprite-based machine with cartridges. And I'm I'll in. be just fine with I'm that. I'm in. Before we get to our main topic, I wanted to also go back and kind of revisit, because the last major show we had was the Retro VGS show. Oh, yeah. And that thing's kind of, you know... In limbo. Yeah, uh, I mean, I guess to kind of just come back and just give a brief uh, look back. Well, yeah, maybe an update and a look back at what happened a little bit. Yeah. Um, and I think to some degree, maybe, you know, we weren't too far off some, in somewhat in some of our <laughs> characterizations. It's unfortunate. Um, 
But yeah, it failed really badly, right? Yeah, like the first couple hours looked good, and then nothing else after that. <laughs> like, there was no support. Like, usually you get the big jump on the first week, and then it's a slow burn unless it gets picked up by like big uh, news things, but it really wasn't going anywhere. And I think the scarier part to me was that you could actually watch the pledge levels go up and down, up and down. I mean, yeah. it was, it, they, it just kind of kept fluctuating in the small, narrow band of donations. And, you know, to ever watch a number go down, that's not a good thing. No, this should be enough new guys to offset the one or two that are dropping out kind of thing. Yeah, I don't know if I've ever seen that, quite honestly. Um, which is it's a shame, but I think they learned some important lessons. I think they did probably the smartest thing they could do. After really ticking a bunch of people off, they closed it down and said, we're going to go back to the drawing board a little bit. We yeah. heard you. We're going to walk this back. Yeah, and that's yeah. as soon as it started and started floundering, that's what you were saying they should do. And sure enough, like a week later... I think that's the only thing they could do, right? Because if they let it go, then you'd there's no way they could ever resurrect this idea. It's done forever, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's a lot stuck in people's minds more if it burned the whole thing and failed rather than them pulling it. Now, what do you think the actual reasonable chances are that this thing comes back? Ugh. What do I actually think or what do I hope happens? No, what, what do you actually think? If we see an announcement next year, I would be surprised. I don't think. I think at least in 2017, they might say, hey, 2018, we might have something out for you. Like, I I think they're scrapping everything and starting from scratch again. Or do you think they just, do you think they just put their tail between their legs and go home? And like, uh, okay, well, we'll just forget it. I don't, I don't think Mike Kennedy is the kind of guy to do that. I think he wants this to happen so badly that he's going to at least try again. Whether it succeeds or not, it's another story, but I think he'll try again. Yeah, I think, um, yeah. I, I I mean, I don't know the inside story. Uh, maybe we never will. Uh, I, I think there were some wrong people putting wrong ideas out there and steering the thing in some weird directions. Um, and they didn't, there was no unified voice for speaking for the product. You know what I mean? And that was tough. I think that was probably the thing that sunk the ship. Especially during those last few days, it was it was a bit of a mess right before they announced, like, officially. Yeah, and it almost got kind of ugly Yeah. at one point in time, where it was almost like, you should just trust us. And it's like, that's never going to fly. <laughs> you know, you can't. You can't really just go, well, I know this looks horrible, but just trust me. You can't say that, right? Not for that amount of money. <laughs> There's no, you can't say, you just, you should never say that. Because, <laughs> I mean, now it becomes personal, right? Now it's a personal rejection. Um, you know, it's okay to say, you know, hey, Mike Kennedy, I don't think this is a good idea for a product, but... Now that you want to put it on yourself personally, I'm like, that's, you know, you shouldn't do that. It's... It's okay to fail. You know what I mean? You're not a failure. The product fails. It's okay. Walk it back, right? Yeah. Um, but to say, trust me, and I know, and I know things you guys don't know, and uh, I don't know, right? I don't know. I, I wish the team that comes out of this the best of luck. 
Uh, I still don't think it's a terrible idea if it's done in a very affordable manner. The only thing I did see come out of this, though, is that um, the guy that was helping them with some of their FPGA stuff looks like he's building a cartridge-based console. (laughs) Uh, And actually has some YouTube... uh, He's the same guy that did the HDMI NES stuff recently. Kevtris? Okay, yeah, yeah. So, um, if you look on YouTube, you can see... I think he calls it like this. (laughs) (laughs) I love the guy, but I can't... He just cracks me up. Zimba 3000, I think is what, what, what he's calling it. That just sounds like a Korean, like, uh, Super NES backup, like, I think knockoff that's ex- kind of thing. Exactly. I think it started out some type, uh, some kind of joke at some point in time, and he's just moving forward with it, so. Jeez. The guy is technically brilliant. Uh, maybe he needs a marketing person. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's all I can say. Anyway, I wish whoever cracks this nut the best uh, best luck, because it's a nut I would like to see cracked. Does that make sense? Yeah, I hope it happens next year from somebody, anywhere. If they can do it well. So I wish, you know, hats off to whoever whoever can figure this, this thing out. Okay, so we want to spend a little time, uh, Krabby and I, kind of reminiscing about Retro World Expo, because before, you know, we talked all about it. It was uh, well, October 3rd in beautiful Wallingford, Connecticut, although the weather wasn't beautiful that day so much, right? I wasn't looking outside. <laughs> you were standing outside <laughs> waiting for your just, hoagie or whatever it was, right? Just daydreaming about that thing. Yeah, <laughs> it was pretty cold. But um, to kind of set this up a little bit, we we hope Bill could be with us and maybe he can share a little bit from his side you know, next time we get together. Uh, because Bill was uh, very busy in the planning and execution of this show, right? Oh, yeah. That day, yeah, we hardly saw him. We did. It was in and out. He was always 10 things on the go until we got to sit down with him for the podcast. Yeah, and I even kind of felt like the whole time we were there, um, even like at his house, he, I think he felt like he had to play host, which is, you know, I understand it's your house, you do to some degree, but I kind of felt bad. It's like, come in here and play some more games with us, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, but I understand. You got He had a lot going on. He was still watching ticket sales, and uh, it was a big deal, because first time out, I can't imagine, A, putting something like that t- together, and B, hoping you don't lose your shirt. Yeah. <laughs> you know I mean? yeah, you can see him lighting up every time he checked his phone for ticket sales. Like, oh, we're getting so close to the goal. I know, yeah. because I that's got to be a nail biter. You think in your head, like, what if nobody comes? Yeah, they had that magic number, and you could see how close they were getting, and then that night they hit it, and he was just beaming after that. Right, and then, you know, blew way past it the next day. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's fantastic. But we'll, I'm sure Bill will chime in and talk more about that. Um, when he's got an opportunity, uh, I think that would be good too, because some people asked, uh, kind of what the process was of setting a show like that up. So I think some people are generally interested in what goes into the making of a convention. Yeah. Uh, I'd be interested. What, what makes it tick? So would I. Um, 
I, I don't know if I'd have the lunacy to try it, but uh, I mean, they had a pretty a good group of guys to pull it off, right? Some smart guys. Yeah. So, Krabby, you want to, I think probably the whole thing starts a little bit more on your end in terms of our trip, right? So, do you want to start off a little bit? Sure. Um, so, I, yeah, I had quite a long flight. So, my, <laughs> my, my uh, trip started a couple of days before most other people's, I think. Because um, we had, what was it, like 14 hours? I can't remember now. Yeah, it was I think like, you were like 13, 14 hours. Good part of a day <laughs> flying on the plane and ending up, uh, went from my place in Prince George down to Vancouver, then through customs in Vancouver to go down to Los Angeles, and then all the way from Los Angeles to Indianapolis uh, with layovers at each place, of course. And then you were kind enough to wake up in the middle of the night to come make sure you were at the airport for, was it like 5 or 6 a.m.? It was about 5 a.m., I think. To to come grab me there, which was awesome. (laughs) Really appreciate that. No, yeah, that was uh, fine. I felt worse for you, quite honestly, because, I mean, you know, I could get some sleep in my own bed and get up and... I thought you were going to, like, be, you know, cramped uh, from being in these chairs for hours and just, you know, like a zombie by the time. But I should have known better because you don't sleep hardly at all anyway, right? <laughs> no, it didn't take long to get used to your hours. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and you actually got some sleep when you were here, right? Yeah. Really good know. sleep for a couple of days. Yeah, we slept in really good that morning. I know, definitely. Um now, I'm going to guess, I mean, between your place and mine, uh, as the crow flies, that's probably like, what, like two, 3,000 miles? I, I have no idea. I didn't even maybe think to look more. it up. I'd be curious, but I would probably guess, off the top of my head, maybe two, 3,000 miles. Um, so it's not a short distance. <laughs> by, even if you could get lucky enough to get a straight shot, which you couldn't. Um, no, like um, Eric that came in from Germany had a shorter flight than I had, which... I found surprising, but I guess it makes sense. Yeah, I, well, that didn't surprise me. I've, you know, having gone over to to Europe before, it's not that long. I mean, you'd think like, wow, but Atlantic Ocean's really not that long, right? Um, so it is three thousand six hundred and seventy kilometers. So was that in miles? Then I'm gonna see if I can find a converter. Okay, while you do that, so yeah, I had to get up early and go pick Krabby up from the airport. That and is 2,280 miles. That's a pretty good guess, then. Yeah. That's a pretty, pretty good close. guess. If I drove, it would take 35 straight hours with no pit stops. <laughs> that sounds like a nightmare. <laughs> sounds like a horrible nightmare. A little bit. I thought it was a weird, though, like 13 hours, because um, I, you know, I've got a friend that has lived in Japan, and getting there is not much longer than that. But again, you had like layovers, right? Like pretty long. Yeah, there was a couple of like three-hour layovers. Yeah, so that's probably part of that. So we had kind of planned because that was what Monday morning that you got in. That would have been Monday. Yeah, yeah, I left Sunday, I think. And because the show wasn't until that next Saturday, so we made sure we had plenty of free time to goof off and do whatever. Yeah, we didn't want to rush there. It was Relax. kind of like the. Duke and Krabby party hangout time. Yeah, we just had days of playing, what, PC Engine, Famicom, 360, NES, and game hunting for days. And lots and lots of game hunting. Yeah, 
met a couple of your friends and hung out, played some games, had some lunches. It's fantastic. Yeah, and the thing you had mentioned, you were like talking about how you're so surprised there were so many game stores around. They're everywhere. Yeah, like <laughs> it was insane. And then to see like at the actual convention how many stores were in close enough proximity that they could all come and like and Bill was even saying there were some that couldn't make it or didn't want to or for whatever reason. It just blew my mind. Like uh, there's literally you'd have to drive like four hours to get to the nearest like board gaming store from here and they have like barely anything for video games you'd have to drive like eight to nine hours to get to the next game store from me wow you are in the middle of nowhere no yeah and they're like i don't know you'd think there'd be a bunch just in my city too but there's not and then you guys had like tiny little communities that had like four or five of them just in was one little nowhere town kind of thing oh yeah and uh and we didn't even get to see them all. No, there's too many to hit. Yeah, I mean, there was still a bunch. We probably could have easily spent uh, a whole nother day, easily, Yeah, to see them all. Um, and we didn't even really... Well, we hit that one flea market, which was terrible. But <laughs> it was really bad. I'm, I'm kind of glad we didn't go to more flea markets, because it, it really hit, hit or miss. It was fun, though. We had to chat and look through some weird, disturbing things. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's Just probably joke about what you find there. Yeah, some or creepy old picture of some woman that would stare at you or something. Yeah, or the weird like uh, have like the three D Jesus picture. <laughs> <laughs> Look at it from different angles. It does different things. Yeah, that was uh, interesting, right? Yeah, that was a little say it's interesting. Uh, but yeah, what we we came back. Um, I was surprised that we stayed awake because I thought you would probably be pretty tired, but we did. And, um, yeah, for a while, we just played games that day, right? Yeah. You busted out the PC Engine right away, and we just, yeah. We played, playing. Rondo. I uh, played Rondo Blood. Um, actually, didn't we play? We played Famicom first, right? We played Crisis Force right off the bat. Yeah, that's right. We yeah. we, beat, we whipped Crisis Force. Yeah. One right try. Right off the bat. Did we play anything else? Uh, on the Famicom? I think we did. We played the baby game, right? Um uh, Oh, yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) We played that one. Uh, We didn't get anything else. Yeah, we played some Rondo. And then, um, was that about Uh, We played something before Rondo, too, didn't we? I want to say, oh, Ninja Gaiden on PC Engine. Yeah, that was right. And it was kind of Ninja Gaiden, but not. (laughs) It was freaking me out. It was weird. The 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 game was fun. The music was, I couldn't get behind it. It was just too different. But wasn't the strangest part, like, the parallax scrolling? Oh, yeah, it was, like, going the wrong way. <laughs> going yeah. the wrong way! Yeah. Oh, I know, it was pretty... It's really disheartening, because, like, I have had... I've played it before, and I guess you don't notice it as much, because you're playing it, and you don't say much about it, but me watching it, I'm like, <laughs> oh, my God, I can't watch this. <laughs> Gonna throw up. <laughs> yeah, it's really... It's very odd. Very. If you haven't seen it, look up a video uh, or something. And, um, and, and watch the background, not the ninja. <laughs> yeah, it's really very strange. Uh, I don't understand. Somebody messed something up somewhere. Uh, and uh, and then we went out to the game exchange, right? Didn't we? Yeah. Met, uh, was it Ken? Yes, we met Ken yeah. at the local game exchange and chatted up him a little bit. You, 
I think you picked a few games up there, right? I mean, yeah. I don't expect you to memorize exactly what you picked up where, because let's be honest, you picked up a lot of stuff, right? <laughs> we grabbed a few cheapies there, I think, just some PS1, PS2 games that I didn't have that were, like, just a few bucks piece, but decent stack of them. Yeah, we just had kind of a good time chatting up Ken and staring at the NES TV that he had stowed yeah. away, then do not touch sort of thing, <laughs> uh, and talking to them, and, uh, you know, just kind of getting a feel for it. And then we went to the Muncie Game Exchange, right? Did we know anyone there? No, we went to the... It was a pawn shop we went to. Oh, right. Yeah. We stopped stopped by the local pawn shop. I don't think we bought anything there because it kind of yeah. sucked. Yeah. And then we went to the Muncie Game Exchange. And we did look around a lot because it was a lot bigger. And we waited because Dustin wasn't there. Dustin yeah. was the manager of that game exchange, and... and luckily, we, when you're waiting for things there, you have Dark Stalkers to play, and you bust a move, and some other awesome arcade machines. Yeah, and you made a friend, right? Yeah, I played some bust a move with a stranger, who was <laughs> a little unusual, but it was a fun game. He seemed like he was pretty into you. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> why wouldn't you be? Oh, well, you know, that hair, it just entices <laughs> everybody. <laughs> What well, the funniest part too, but Dustin came because he had the he was had left or he had the day off or something. But he was nice enough to come back by the store and say hi and uh, chit chat with us for a little while. And uh, we went through a lot of stuff there. But what always cracks me up is what is there? What were what were people saying to you about your looks? Oh yeah, everyone that had heard the show just yeah like they did not picture <laughs> all this when they looked at me. <laughs> The first thing they would say is just, you don't look anything like I thought you'd look like. Which is funny. I'm like, what? I don't, you know, I guess I, knowing you, I can't imagine how I would imagine you without, just by your voice. So, um, I, although I did see, cause, um, what was it? Some, your wife posted some picture on Facebook, uh, and it was like an old picture of you two uh-huh. together when you didn't have like really long hair. And I was like, wow, he looks really young <laughs> in that picture. Yeah. When I cut things off, I lose like 10 years. Wow. There you go. So is that your plan? Yeah. Hit, your, hit, your, hit 40 and then cut it off and go back to 30? <laughs> Something like that. Uh, I had that plan. It, things just start falling <laughs> out. Things just start falling out on their own. Don't worry. I'm doing all right so far. Nothing's falling out yet. I remember people used to always tell me, like, oh, you look so young. Uh, and you know what they say just, now? Just no one says that. immediately stopped. <laughs> yes. There became a point in time where no one said that anymore. Now they're like, oh, are you okay? <laughs> you look uh, you look great, Chris. Yeah. Well, now, because every place I work, everybody knows, like, my story, like, my transplant story. Because you can't, I mean, just you just go with it, right? Yeah. So now everybody just like, are you, everybody asks me all the time, like, are you feeling okay? <laughs> and I'm like, it's been six years. I'm, I'm okay. Uh, you know, I don't say that, but yeah, I'm like, yeah, I feel, feel great. And they're like, you, well, you look good. Which basically means you're not, you don't look sick. Uh, the pity compliment. Uh, kind of. Uh. Like, oh, thank you. No, I love my coworkers. They're all a good bunch of people. I think they just don't know what to say, which is, you know, yeah. what do you say? I'm yeah. glad you're not dead, I think is what they mean. <laughs> Which I appreciate that. I'm glad I'm not dead, too. Yeah, but no, you kept up with us the whole time. I did. I'm not that crazy old or creepy no. or anything. Um, 
So we did that. We played some Darkstalkers. Uh, I think I did pretty well. Held you my did. own. You held did. my own pretty well. Uh, I kind of expected. I'll be honest with you. I kind of expected you to be whooping my butt on some fighting games, and I feel like I did pretty well. You did, especially as Street Fighter. You did fantastic. I think I did pretty well there, and I've, I think I've told I did you pretty... guys like a million times. I don't think people believe me. I am not that good at video games like right off the bat. I am just persistent. So I will play the same game a million times until I get good, but it takes a while. You are pretty good at, at NES games. It still takes a while. Like at, Right when I start playing, it's it's a mess, and then i got to learn the mechanics, learn how the things move, learn how the characters spawn, and then I can do better. I understand. I have some of that same sort of persistence when it comes to, like, the Dark Souls, Bloodborne sort of things. You know, I will, yeah. I'm the kind of person that's okay with beating my head against a wall 50 times until it works. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Persistence pays off. And I'm trying to think after that, did we just come back home and rest? Because you bought a few things there, I think, too, right? Um, I think we looked at a, you took me to, like, some comic stores, too, and we didn't, oh, we, we didn't right. grab much, but we looked around, had a laugh. The one place, oh, it was just so... It was like a guy's storage locker almost with like some <laughs> tables in the back. Like it was weird. That well, yeah, it was that comic book shop, right? Yeah, and like literally there's piles of comics like five feet high everywhere, and that's how all the stock was like put out. Yeah, I'm we walk into the place and you I mean not even shelves, just stuff stacked on tables like boxes. Yeah. And just like these weird looks, like, what are you doing here? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're, you're not, not normal. You're, you're not a regular. What do you just leave? Uh, I think what it was is like some guy was like, basically, I'm retired. I just want something to do. Yeah. He seemed kind of annoyed with the customers that were in there, though. Like, there was a couple young kids playing magic in the back, and they were coming up to ask him questions, and he was just going to leave me alone. And back here, like, it's doing something on the computer. I'm surfing, I'm surfing some porn back here, guys. Leave me alone. <laughs> something to do. Playing solitaire. You're disrupting my converse, concentration. Yeah. But no, yeah, we did. We we went to that other one, that other weird little uh, comic store or whatever it was. But I don't think there was oh, some. You you yeah, bought some I games a there. Things there. Yeah, they had uh, some boxed some, NES or Super Nintendo, right? They had really cheap uh, CIB games. Yeah, I grabbed like uh, Timon and Pumbaa for Super Nintendo. Um, Mia Ham soccer on the N64. Not exciting, but I never see the box for that one. And a couple of GBA games. I think River City Ransom and F Zero both. F Zero was sealed for like five bucks. I was like, sure, yeah. heck yeah. And I think the game exchange in, Mun- in Muncie didn't. I think it was Dustin went back and grabbed like a box full of like weirdo just boxes. Oh, I grabbed uh, a bunch of stuff. In like store, flip yeah. out box, right? Yeah, I got a flip out for the Jaguar, just the box <laughs> of manual, and. uh Got a bunch of other Saturn and uh, PS2 stuff from him too. Yeah, because um, what was your? I mean, do you want to tell everybody what your grand idea was that you were going to try to pull off on this whole trip? Yeah, uh, Bill's friend Chris, who is helping out with the expo, had a few months back got a copy of Magical Chase. So I brought enough money to make him a decent offer on it, and the day before I flew out. Bill said it's no go. Don't expect to get a magical chase. So I used that money on a lot of other things instead. You did. You 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 came home with a lot of goodies. Um, you you want to tell everybody about the the 
money exchange debacle. Uh, if you're ever going to the States, <laughs> switch your money at the airport. Don't think you can do it at a bank because the banks don't want your weird Canadian money. <laughs> None of them. No bank, no matter how big or small, wants anything to do with it. Well, that was the thing. Because um, we went into like the first bank, wasn't it? And they're like, your bank. And My they were, bank. Yeah, they were like, there's like a five-day hold. Like, we're going to verify it. It's like money and then give you the give you the exchange on it. And they would only deposit it into an account, I think, too. So I couldn't do it. You would have had to do it and then withdraw it kind of thing. Yeah, but I'm like, what do you mean? It's money, <laughs> right? I mean, unless you to... think the Canadian government's going to go under tomorrow. It's not like Costa Rica. No, it's it Canada. Like, it's like, yeah, she said they had to like mail it away to get it verified, <laughs> like... Uh, it's not like they had to wait for a check to clear or anything. It was cash. Yeah, so we decided then, like, okay, there's this other bank down the street. We'll go try it. And they would exchange, but, right? But, same thing, yeah. Needed an account, which neither of us had. Your mom was kind enough to come down with us. And then the exchange rate was worse than it was the day before. So I asked to hold on to it and go back to the airport. And Yeah, it was awful. And then we did go back to the airport the next day just to find out what? That the exchange rate was that bad. Because <laughs> it had gone from, what was it when you left? It was like 75 cents to the dollar to like 69 cents to the dollar, like overnight. Yeah, like in a day, it changed that rapidly. Yeah. Which is crazy to me. I'm like, are you can do that? <laughs> um, but yeah, gee, many Christmas, that was... Do, yeah, listen to Krabby if you're coming to the States and you're Canadian. Just use the airport. Easy. You don't. Just, or just go to your bank in Canada or something. <laughs> don't do it here. Yeah. They can look at you like, this is America. Why well, we don't want your funny money? <laughs> but seriously, like, we would go on all these banks and they just look like, no, no, we can't do that. Yeah, they, they weren't even sympathetic towards it. They were just like, no, why would we do that? Yeah, you're like, because you're a bank. You're a bank. <laughs> You handle money. That's your job, right? Yeah. So uh, we learned an important lesson there. Uh, <laughs> and I, I don't know. I'm going to guess, though, if I went to Canada, I would have no problem. Oh, yeah. You can do that. Like, we have people, even this far from the border where I live, come back from a trip, and they'll have some, like, $10 bills uh, U.S. they'll use in the store. I've never, ever had a problem taking them to the bank and just depositing them. Well, it's the same story. I mean, even like when we went to Europe, I could take American money, like all sorts of places, and get Euro. No problem. Yeah. I mean, just random, like I'll just go in here real quick and do an exchange. <laughs> um, yeah, just really uh, bizarre. That's America for you, though. We don't like foreigners. Go away. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to come in. I know. That was the problem. We don't like your foreigners. Let's build a wall. I was coming to steal some jobs, but they wouldn't take my money, so I had to leave. You're taking, you're taking our jobs. <laughs> uh, you're trying to sully our minds with those liberal politics of yours. <laughs> hey, we're, all, we're we're liberal, finally. I heard that. Yeah. Congratulations on making the right pick. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> anyway. Um, I found it hilarious, actually, to go back to that for one sec. I was watching yeah. the, uh, what's his name, John Oliver. Oh, yeah, and, yeah. And the day before the Canadian election, his whole show was just about do not vote for the Canadian conservative government. <laughs> <laughs> it was hilarious. I did see a clip of that, actually, because it was basically like, you know, 
Uh, his whole show is just vote for anybody except <laughs> Stephen Harper, and then he had like Mike Myers come out in a Mountie uniform on a snowblower saying that. the same I thing. I saw yeah. that. Yeah, because what was it? You guys have a law that if you're not from that country, you can't say anything about the election. Yeah, I didn't even know about that either. That was weird. <laughs> Oh, anyway, the yeah. listeners now are totally lost. He had like a twenty-minute segment on it, though. It was hilarious. It was funny. Go back and watch it if you've not seen that. Um, but I think that was kind of the end of day one, right? That was we kind of wrapped it up, and uh, yeah. we went back. And was that the night we played Mega we, Man Ten? No, we did. Was the next uh, night. Holy Diver that night? Holy Diver! Yeah. Oh my gosh, that was fun. I wasn't messing around with you when I told you that game was hard, was I? We kept making progress. If it wasn't the middle of the night, we probably would have played a little more. Oh, man, that game is so... So are you going to get it now? Are you going to track a copy down? Yeah, I really enjoyed it. I We played Samurai Pizza Cats first, which I also thought I was going to really enjoy. Yeah, and you didn't that, like that one No, much. not as much as I thought I was going to. So I don't know if I'll, I'll hunt for that one as vigorously, but uh, yeah, I definitely need a copy of Holy Diver. That was a ton of fun. You know, I hate to break it to you. If you didn't have the amount of weird nostalgia you have, TMNT on NES sucks. So (laughs) I hate to to break that to you. If it didn't have the TMNT license on it, you would be like, oh, this game is crappy. Oh, probably. Yeah, exactly. But but it does, so it doesn't. I know, but see, that's why you were thinking like (laughs) Samurai Pizza Catch. You're like, oh, I love this license. I'll love this game. No, not... Well, there was a little bit of that, but it was also... I watched some gameplay videos... And it looked fun. It looked like an action platformer, which I wanted, but it was so slow and not as actiony as I imagined. Yeah, yeah. As opposed to Tur- Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles on the NES, which is action-packed fast, and your guys don't jump like they're on the moon at all. <laughs> <laughs> do you, what, do you, there was one version of that game for the it was for the Commodore, or the Spectrum, or something. And there's one part, because they had to stretch the aspect ratio to fit on the computer monitor, yeah. where you literally cannot make a jump, so the game is broken like halfway through. You just can't <laughs> jump as far as you need to to progress, and you can't beat the game. Uh, it's all right. Most people probably never got that far anyway, right? Yeah, it was after the dam part, I think. <laughs> I don't think the dam is that bad. but uh, It's not. It's frustrating. I will give you that. Nah. Tech, technodrome is frustrating. It says the man with the world record. The dam is fine. <laughs> 99 scrolls. That's all I can say. That's the only way I ever got through that game. You don't need no scrolls. You just need Donatello. 99 scrolls. Um, okay, so day two, we got up more like we're going to run the Indianapolis gamut, right? Yep. So we got up, we had some breakfast. We got some sleep, though. We did. We did a little rest. And we started hitting some stores in Indianapolis. Mostly we hit what, um, a lot of disc replays. Yeah. And we hit a couple exchanges, right? And I made you drive to the airport so we could exchange my money. That's true. We did that. <laughs> Ate up some time. That was a thing. I uh, met, um, met you ready for lunch. Yes, we met my friend Brendan for lunch. And um, we had some Japanese which was apparently didn't sit well with me, even though it tasted fantastic. <laughs> I don't think it, it wasn't the food because I ate the same food, but not too long after that meal, <laughs> <laughs> an emergency stop. <laughs> I, 
I'm driving, and all of, all of a sudden, Grammy's like, "Is there a restroom? Guy, <laughs> I really need you to pull over." I thought the guy was. I thought you were gonna run into the bathroom. Oh, this is a close one. <laughs> we almost had to go to the pants store afterwards. <laughs> uh, and we had the rental at that point in time, so I wouldn't want you to have ruined it. <laughs> it's all right. It was on my visa. They would have just charged it. <laughs> Uh, but we wouldn't have wanted to drove it all the way. <laughs> That's true. That would have been pretty gross. But we did, um, yeah, disc replay, which was always is buy five get one free. Yeah, and I so I think you bought some bought, random yeah, stuff. Buy five, and then I bought uh, the Mega Man pillow there. Oh, that's right, the Mega Man pillow. Yeah, which Bill had informed us that we had to bring a pillow because he didn't have enough. And so, was that the reason, or you just said, oh, I love that pillow? pillow. No, I, I love that pillow. It was, like, the uh, the picture from the Mega Man Powered Up, where they, like, remade it for the uh, kind of chibi style for the PSP. Yeah. It had that picture, like, right across this little, like, corner pillow for a couch. So, I now, just thought it would go really good in the game room. And that reminds me, you also bought some mat at another store, right? Yeah, that was the day before. Um, yeah, I bought a play mat for, like... Uh, it's for that universal card system that Capcom puts out, but I admit, I use it for like magic cards and Y Schwartz and Pokemon and all sorts of stuff. Now explain to me again why you need a mat. You don't need one. <laughs> <laughs> okay. it's, it's it's basically a fashion accessory you bring along. People put them down to protect your cards from the table, like if someone spilled something or whatever. But most people play with their cards in sleeves anyway, so you're really just protecting your sleeves from the table. So they're not 100 percent necessary, but most people that play a lot of Magic or Pokemon or something have their own mat. It's gamer swag, right? Yeah, exactly. It'd, it'd be the the NES equivalent of having your favorite controller with you all the time because it had some kind of cool faceplate or something on it. Okay, all right. So just like I like to play with the Joy Card. Yeah. So I get it. I get it. Um, and we then also went to the exchange, which I'd kind of warned you was pretty bad price, but you still managed to pull a few things out of there, right? Which store was that? Refresh me. That was the one that had like all the albums and comics. Oh yeah. I literally like on my trip, I said, there's one MVS game. This guy wants (laughs) me to grab, uh, King of Fighters 02. And Chris is like, you'll never find the specific (laughs) MVS game. I'm looking for Kingsfield. I'm going to find Kingsfield everywhere. (laughs) Yeah, the first store we walked into there, they had uh, King of Fighters 02 sitting in a cabinet for like 30 bucks. Seriously. <laughs> Done. I yeah. know. I was like, you got to be. And how many Kingsfields did we find? The first one? <laughs> we found one. One of the first one. We didn't yeah. find any of the others on the whole trip. Oh, no. I got the PS2 one for you as well. At the show, but not uh, on the, the trip. Show. Not on the trip, that's right. Yeah, we checked every store for Bloodborne and Kingsfield, too much dismay. Yeah, yeah, we'll get into that too, but oh my gosh, yeah. yeah no. You I had grabbed, a lot of luck I grabbed a trip. bunch of PS2 games that I was really pumped about too, and I was really excited to find a gray Legend of Zelda for the NES. <laughs> and I, I was very adamant I needed to buy this, and Chris warned me several times. Yeah. That's a bad price. We'll find those everywhere. It said, nope, we'll, we'll never find another one of these again. I'm buying this one. Bought it. And sure enough, I saw at least four more over that trip, and I had bought the most expensive one. Uh-huh. Yeah, and I, when you were flipping out about that, I'm like, seriously? This? I'm like, I see this all the time. What's the big deal? I never have seen one in Canada. And 
it's not often I get to get new NES games anymore, especially licensed ones that I don't have. So it was, I'm still happy I paid the price. I got it here. It's in the collection. It was the last major variant I need. My licensed collection is officially complete. So I think what we can say is I helped you find the last NES game you needed. You did both of the last NES games I needed. You were involved yes. with. Yes. So way to go me. Way to go now, you. you just have to help me find what's what I'm looking <laughs> hey, for. I, I sent a Flintstone zero. I did my part. Yeah, I'll, still, I'll still help if I can, but... One more, one more. One We've more. got one more to track down. Um, and then we went to meet John at the play... Whatever that was called, right? Uh, what was e that something called? Or other? All right, E... E-Bash. E-Bash, yeah. Which was not at all kind of what I thought it would be. It was kind of neat, though. I had a good time. It, it wasn't was, too bad. It was a bit of a mess trying to get the game going, but once we got that figured out, we made it work. Yeah, it's like a place where they rent time on machines. and They have, like, computers, and they have consoles, and um, and we went there specifically looking for an arcade game, but they said they didn't have it anymore, which really sucked. Yeah. And then we said we wanted to play at Trials Fusions, to which they said, sure. And uh, then it was like, uh, what, like three and a half hours to install it or something? <laughs> yeah, it still hadn't, whatever they were doing, it had not updated and installed before we left. And we were there for, what, like an hour and a half? Yeah. It was, right. it was bad. So we ended up playing IDARB, though, right? Which I, I don't think any of us but you have ever heard of before. Yeah, I was surprised that you guys had never, well, maybe not John because he doesn't have an Xbox, but uh, I was surprised you had never even heard of IDARB. It was surprisingly fun. And you were really blowing it up. You were the best one by far. I don't know. It wasn't a hard game. I don't know why you guys were making it so hard. Well, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I could just say because I suck. But... Jump, shoot. Jump, shoot. I know, but like every time I would get the ball, like someone would hit it and take it away from me. Like, oh, what? Just every time. You're, you're supposed to move out of the way. <laughs> I just—I guess I was not that good. It was fun, though. It was really fun. Yeah, the last game we played, because I had won... We kept switching partners off because there were four of us there. I won every single match we played with every single partner. So the last game we did, all three of them played <laughs> against me, and I still beat them. It was bad. <laughs> it was bad because it was my buddy John and, well, my other friend John uh, and me. And, yeah, we all really just kind of sucked. And Krabby's just running away with the game over and over again. But um, for those who haven't played IDARB, it's just like this. Uh, I, I found out it's actually up to eight players, so four on four is you can, as high as you can go. Oh, wow. Um, and you can do it. It's all local. But uh, it's just some goofball little 8-bit looking sports game. But it's just lots of fun, right? It was lots of fun. And the best part was every time you scored a goal, they would have a movie quote that <laughs> had no sense to what was happening on screen. They would just quote a line from a famous movie, and it was hilarious sometimes. Yeah, I know. Um, well, I'm trying to think of a few of them. It was like... They did the, the one from Seven that you said earlier. Oh, yeah. <laughs> What's in the box? Yeah. What's in the box? What was it? The one that was a Forrest Gump one, right? Like, you, Lieutenant Dan, you ain't got no legs or <laughs> <Yeah>. something <laughs> <laughs> or you got new like whatever it was. Uh, uh, yeah, just really ridiculously random quotes. Uh, <laughs> but it was just fun. I think 
that's the game you can only really play local multiplayer and have a good time with it. But it's just a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, so yeah, if you have like a bunch of people together, IDARB, give it a shot. If we would have had more controllers over at Bills, I would would have suggested we play that over there as well. Uh, and then that was the end of that night, right? We came back, we decided to get suppressed because we were going to be driving out the next day, right? Yep. Oh, that's then Mega Man 10. That was the Mega Man 10 night, yeah. Because I was like, because um, I lament, of course, it's downloadable. Krabby doesn't play downloadable games or buy them. And I said, while you're here, you gotta play Mega Man 10 because you've never played it before, right? Yep. And, yeah, I started playing. You went up to get your daughters ready for bed. And I was able to get through a few of the Master Robots, and then when you came down, we burned through the rest of the game. Yeah, you really cleaned house. Um, You did a really good job. I was kind of surprised. I kind of thought, well, maybe he'll struggle with it a little bit, but... It wasn't as hard as 9 was. Yeah, 9 is kind of a nightmare, isn't it? I I play a lot of Mega Man still. Like, that's that's my jam. I I do alright at those ones better than most other games. So that was kind of the evening, the end of that evening, and then, yeah, we were getting up early the next morning, right? Yeah. We, well, we were meant to get up early. Because <laughs> <laughs> we figured it's a 12-hour drive, so we thought, well, we'll split it into, and we'll have plenty of time, so that way we can stop and shop uh, <laughs> on the way. And, well, we decided we, to maybe get some more sleep the first and day. Then, and then after sleeping, we stopped at so many stores, we made just the worst time possible. Yeah, because we didn't, I don't think we even made it halfway, did we? Not, like, at a reasonable hour. (laughs) Oh, wait, no, yeah, the first day we drove until crazy late at night, right? Because we had made such bad time, we tried to go as late as we could. Yeah, because we didn't get started very early, and we stopped at a lot of stores on the way, right? Yeah. Um, I'm trying to even think of all the ones that we, I wouldn't even know the names of them. If I saw them again, but I mean, was they that, were what interesting was the mix. one We specifically went to the one you had the gift card at. Oh, yeah. I don't know uh, if I remember the name of it at all. Warp, Warp Zone? Warp, Warp Zone. Yeah, yeah, that's right. It was in... And that was a really cool store. Columbus, I think? Yeah. Columbus, it w- Ohio? It was small, but the stuff they had was so unique and rare. Like, they had a ton of really hard-to-find stuff and so many imports Lots of imports. Yeah, it was a really neat store. Yeah, and I was on a budget on the trip, so I was really tempted because they had a lot of PC Engine games. Yeah. Um, But I had decided, starting out, like, I only have a little budget, so I either want a Bloodborne Collector's Edition or I want the Kingsfield games, and that's it. That's all I'm looking for. And I'm glad I decided on that because it basically meant I didn't spend hardly any money. (laughs) Yeah. We just didn't uh, find that store. Like, I ended up picking up Last Blade Two for the Dreamcast, which I've been after for a while. Yeah, which I was surprised. And he had a couple Turbo C or Turbo Sixteen games I needed too. Uh, I think that's where I grabbed Kadash and Double Dungeons. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, because every time we'd go into places and you'd ask for Turbo Graphics games, and either they'd be like, "No, I'm sorry," or some people would like halfway look at you like, "What?" Yeah, yeah. Um. But we stopped there. I'm trying to think, was the video game store the first day or the second day? That was the second day. That was outside of Bill's in Scranton. Oh, Scranton, Pennsylvania, right? (laughs) But we hit a lot of stores, um, mostly in Ohio. Yeah. Yeah. We we hit some more, like, outside around Cleveland. 
Um, and then that's we got into Pennsylvania, and that's when it started getting dark, and we were just driving. And we needed to stay awake. <laughs> <laughs> so Krabby comes up with a game, right? So what What was it? Because after you, I'll let me, you know, Krabby and I know each other, and we talk here, but, you know, it was fun to see each other in person, but we'd I mean, we'd spend a lot of time together, so you gotta <laughs> run out of stuff, and it's getting late, right? And yeah, and we're both getting tired, so we need to stay alert. So, trying to think of some mind games we can play. Yeah. So, so we decided to play this game where you, some one person names a video game. We started with the NES, and you, whatever game you say, whatever letter that ends with, the next guy has to pick a game that starts with that letter, and then so on, back and forth, and we. Did that for what 30, 40 minutes with the NES? And we ran Probably, out. yeah. And then, and then Chris is like, "Why don't we just open it up to just video games in general?" <laughs> yeah. And like, what three hours later, like two in the morning, it's like <laughs> we should pull over and go to bed and stop this stupid game. Yeah, if you believe it, we went, yeah, three hours without, without dropping breaking the ball. it. Yeah, without we were, dro- we were struggling for E's and Y's near the end, but we were uh, still pulling them out of their butt like last second. Yeah, some of the vowel ones get really rough because everything ends in E or like S. Um, yeah, or even like N's after a while. We're, we're starting yeah. to get, and yeah. D's were like, oh, well, I don't know. <laughs> and then we got to the point where it's like you couldn't, we had to put another rule in where you couldn't say one where there was no other one after it. Right? You had to be able to think of one so you couldn't end the game too quickly. Yeah, you weren't allowed to put one out there that you knew there was no answer to. So yeah. you had to know there was an answer to it. So it wasn't impossible. You couldn't force somebody to lose. So that really limited us after a while, too, because I can't, you can like, okay, I can't name, the, you know one that starts with that letter, but you can't say it because it ends with a letter that you can't follow up with. <laughs> yeah. But eventually you'd, like, get one in your head, and you're like, oh, oh, I've got it. So the next time it comes around, and then we'd have to, like, Try to hint each other through it, and, <laughs> but we did it. It was fun. We did it. It was amazing, and we got somewhere lost in some backwoods area with a uh, uh, running water. <laughs> yeah, we couldn't see it, but we could hear it. Uh, but we had to get out and relieve ourselves, <laughs> and it was cold. <laughs> but uh, and then we decided to find a hotel, and we we found somewhere in. Probably found, close to the middle of Pennsylvania, right? Found a smelly, smelly hotel. Oh, yeah! Uh, well, there was two of them. There was like a Holiday Inn Express, and then there was this other crap hotel. <laughs> and I said, well, what do you want to do, crap? Because I knew Holiday Inn Express was going to be more expensive, but it was going to be nicer. And like this other one looks like, you know, probably not going to be so hot, but probably cheaper. And crap was like, I don't care. Let's, let's go to the cheaper place. And yeah, the room stunk. <laughs> I don't even know what that smell was. I, luckily, we were tired enough. We fell asleep quickly, so oh, I didn't have to yeah. worry about it. And then in the morning, you were just used to the smell. So <laughs> yeah, it's like, that, <laughs> your nose just kind of gets accustomed to it after a while. Yeah, and that's all we did was just literally what we got up. Uh, we freshened up a little bit, not very long, and then just got back on the road. So besides sleeping and showering, we didn't really do anything else there anyway. Yeah, we Which stopped for good. breakfast somewhere nearby. Yeah, didn't we like a uh, one like pancake uh, place? Yeah, like something like a Waffle House or something. Not it wasn't a Waffle House, but something like it. Yeah, it was I good. Can't. Yeah, Perkins. Was... We stopped at a Perkins. Yes, I know the people listening. It's like, boy, this is so exciting. Um, <laughs> I've that. never been to a Perkins. It was very exciting. It was pretty good. 
It was pretty good. Um, we ate really good breakfast most of the time when we were either at my house or going. We yeah. always enjoyed Bacon good every breakfast. day. Yeah, was, you know, put on some pounds, but you know, <laughs> you just don't weigh yourself, and you never know. Yeah, I'd already. I said, told. I told Grabby this getting started. I said, you know, I've already resigned myself to the fact that during this week, I'm going to eat like crap and drink pop all the time. And I just don't care. Right. I'm just going to let it go. Who cares? So I was in it. I was, I was making it happen. Yeah. And you're used to eating like crap now, right? Ugh, unfortunately, yeah. I've had a really bad diet the last year. So I figured what the hell. I've been eating better <laughs> since I've been back. Much, much Have better. You? Yes. You probably needed to, because you could probably, like, your blood was turned or, to sludge after yeah, a while or something. It was the Canadian maple syrup blood. <laughs> you guys probably do bleed brown, don't you? <laughs> um, But then going, we said, well, because then we had, we had driven so far, we didn't really have that much longer to go, right? Yeah, we were we going to be at Bill's in. way too early, so we had to find game stores to slow us down. Yeah, and one of the ones we stopped at was the video game store in <laughs> Scranton and end all of video game Pennsylvania. Stores. You want to tell people what the video game store was like? Uh, it was like the rest of Scranton. <laughs> <laughs> Awkward and old looking. It was yeah. like it was like that comic shop we were just joking about, but with video games and movies stacked as tall as a person. Everywhere you could see, in no particular order. Yeah, and really, just odd guy running the place. Yeah, d- <laughs> tell him, tell d- him about your little story. S- see him nice enough, but didn't really have any social skills. And I was grabbing two games <laughs> that came to like twenty one dollars, and I was like, "Would you take a twenty? One dollar?" And he just looked like I, like come in with like a dead body with me or something <laughs> like just frozen in fear staring at me with no comment for like 30 seconds and then he started talking about how he just got reamed out for giving someone a deal and he's terrified his boss was gonna fire him and he was really upset because he knows how much money his boss is making and it's he's lying to him about it and it was really interesting yeah the guy was kind of an interesting fella Looked like his mom had probably been still cutting his hair. <laughs> it was, it was, yeah, I felt for him. I felt for him a little bit. Uh, so I gave him the dollar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm glad you did. I would have gave him a dollar just to make him feel better. Um, but I think you still bought... Yeah, you bought a couple games there. And then, yeah. uh, was it the first day or second day we found Vax and movie... Or Vax and video, wasn't it? I think that was second day, too. That was a fun, weird... <laughs> play. Yeah, we went... I forget which town that was even in. But we pulled in, we went to this other video game store because I first I Googled video game store and it said Vax and Vids. And I was like, that sounds dumb. We'll go to this other one. Yeah, and we went to this other one, which was actually pretty good, right? Yeah, I grabbed really a whole big. bunch of stuff there. Yeah, because you got your laser discs at that other place. I did. I got my Brad Pitt laser discs. Uh-huh. And we're browsing through laser discs. And <laughs> and I, what do I see there? I was like, oh, there's Blade Runner. I bet Bill would love this. And then what'd you say? I said, I'm, I'm positive he has that already. <laughs> I said, oh, really? Are you sure? Yeah, no, he's got that. Okay. 
Bill didn't he, have that one. He didn't have that. And he specifically, when we told him we stopped and got laser discs, he's like, wow, I'd really love to get this Blade Runner laser disc. Ah, oh, frick, it was like $3 or something, too. I know. We should have just, oh, we should have bought it. Yep. Um, but anyway, yeah, that was a big storm. They had a lot of stuff. Um, yeah. But we asked him, we said, do you have any other recommendations around here? We had some time to kill. <laughs> and he said... Check out Vax and Vids. <laughs> Vax and videos. <laughs> and uh, when we say Vax, it's like V-A-C-S, like vacuums. Yep. And so, okay, so we go to Vax and Vids. And... <laughs> What was Vax and Vids like? When you walk in, the front half is like a pawn shop that deals in furniture. <laughs> a little further in, they got some glass cases with some games. Yeah. You looked around. To the right, you got some vacuums. <laughs> vacuum parts. Uh, to the back, you got some more games. And then they got this door off to the side, which leads to a whole other huge area, which is just like where you can take your kid for his birthday party and just play arcade games. The whole yeah. back's just full of arcade stuff. Yeah, they all these arcade machines in the back. But as I was telling, I, we were talking, I'm like, why Why don't they have games somewhere in their title? Because there was, I didn't see any videos. And when we were leaving, they even had like one of those buses with game things on it where you drive around and just pull up to your kid's house like, and pick them up to play games with his friends. And it said Vax and Vids on it. It didn't say anything about video games again. <laughs> I know. I didn't understand that at all. And, I mean, probably the vacuum section was just this tiny corner. And everything else was video games. Yeah, it was like a tenth of the store. Like, it was insignificant. Yeah, and everything else was huge. Um, But the weird part to me about that place was they had, they had like a couple of Vectrex, which I was surprised, like two of them sitting there. Well, they wanted way too much for them. And then they had, like, that console wall. <laughs> that you couldn't buy? Yeah, they had all these consoles out with prices on them, and you couldn't buy them. They were yeah, just, they, like, for display or something. They had, like, a... Was it a 3DO with the super good price on it? Like, $45 or something yeah, and for so a 3DO. Chris, like, I will get that 3DO for 45 and, and this other guy was heard us talking about it, and he's like, they don't actually have that. We went and asked about it. <laughs> and I'm like... what? Yeah, they do. It's right there. I'm like, I'm, I'm looking yeah. at it. It's their display ones that they wouldn't sell. Yeah, I'm like, oh come on, what? <laughs> I didn't make any sense. Um, but we picked up a few things. I got um, that was probably another. We probably saw about the twentieth gray Zelda cart there. I think. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I got a couple next generation old mags. You got that Bayonetta book. Right. Yeah, you f- you found me that hardcover Bayonetta two um, strategy guide. Which yeah, it was like like five awesome bucks looking. or something. Yeah, really cheap. And I think yeah. you bought some other games there too, right? Yeah, I'm s- at this point I'm losing track. I'm getting. <laughs> I found I was really looking for Gungrave on the PS2, and I found both of them during the trip. So I was really pumped about that. And I think at the last place I picked up the uh, oh, what was it? Um... 32X games. Oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah. I didn't um, have any in my collection yet, so now I have five after that trip. So, just to explain a little bit, what was the car? It was a Ford what was it? Flex. Do you remember? Ford Flex. So, the back of it is like a hatchback with fold-down seats. We had the seats folded down for the back row, 
And besides our suitcases, which didn't take up very much room, we basically just had boxes of games that Krabby had bought. <laughs> boxes! I mean, like, big boxes. And we would cover them up with a blanket so no one would see and, and like, try to steal them or something. But you really, you had bought a lot by this point, I think. Yes, some good stuff. Oh, at the big place before Vaccine Vids, I got that really nice complete in box Indiana Jones and the Infernal Machine right as we were leaving. For the oh, 64. yeah, that 64 yeah. game. Really, really nice. Yeah, because wasn't that, that one was like, wow, that thing looks like brand new. Wasn't they yeah. the games like behind the counter or something, didn't they? Yeah, he was just about to put them out. He was like pricing them up and had them all in like nice baggies and stuff. Yeah, because he talked about this guy had just brought them in from like his closet or something. And literally, they were just like all the big titles like Smash Brothers and Mario Kart and all these. And they looked new. Yeah, they were nice. Yeah, every one of them looked like brand new. So they were fantastic. Um, But you've already got a bunch of them, so that makes sense. Yeah. And uh, I think from that point, we pretty much headed on in, wasn't it? Yeah, we didn't find much after Scranton there. We just uh, made our way to, up to Bill's dad's place. Right, but we had a little. Did we have like a little time to kill before that? Because we went to Savers. We went to yeah, we went to Savers, and then we went to we went to Coles, then didn't we? Yeah, to get you a belt. I couldn't remember what <laughs> that was called. We went to Coles to get a belt. Uh, oh, but we skipped the one place over by Bill's. Remember we went in that one. So oh, like the, the, ga- the GameStop. Yeah, and they pointed us in the completely wrong direction yeah, to go to the other store. We had GPS this one store, and we could not find it. It was not where GPS said it was. And so we saw a GameStop. We went in. This guy's like, oh, yeah, it's over this way. And points. And like, in the totally the wrong direction. Yeah. Yeah. But we found that place. And that had like a... You talked to them a lot because they had a bunch of like magic cards and stuff, right? Yeah, I was looking for some cards for a deck that I've been working on, and she thought she had them, so we dug through a whole bunch of boxes of cards and ended up not finding any of them. Yeah, that was probably the most boring store for me, because I didn't have a lot of games, I was just mostly staring off into space. I grabbed uh, the one, uh, the, like, Funimation game for the uh, Super Nintendo. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Other than that, yeah, it was a bust. It was a cool store to check out for me, though. I got some ideas for things I wanted to do in our our place when I got back home. Yeah, yeah, I think that's used from a couple different stores. You kind of had some ideas, right? Yeah. Yeah, they have these really cool tables at that one for, like, War Machine Warhammer players, so I've been talking to them about trying to build some up here now. Oh, okay. There we go. Um, But, yeah, for some reason, they were worried about a hurricane coming into uh, Connecticut, and for some reason, which I don't understand at all, there was this ridiculously lion, huge line at Coles, and nobody else could <laughs> the, understand it either. The, they just didn't have any staff on. They had like, like twenty one registers, and like two of them were open. Yeah, like, and so it was like a half an hour line to get anything. I just needed a belt because I had forgotten to bring a belt. Um, so we made friends with some of the people on the line. Nice, nice older couple right in front of us. We did. We joked around for a while. Um, Met some nice people from Connecticut. Uh, and then we, yeah, we went to Bill's house, and we got there before Bill, right? Yeah, so we were just waiting in the car for him, and, and his dad wandered out and invited us in. Super yeah, because I'm like, this is probably a little creepy, right? There's two guys just sitting in the car right in my driveway. So, yeah, no, Bill's dad comes out. That's double L, Bill. And uh, 
invites us in. Nicest guy. And yeah. uh, even Jim showed us down to the basement where Bill had a lot of his stuff. Yeah. And uh, and then Bill came and we got to play some, some play choice, right? That was fun. We did. Um, you beat Contra. I helped. I also got to embarrass you at Super Mario Bros. You didn't get to embarrass me because I was robbed. <laughs> I was... You, you want to tell everybody why I was robbed? Because I, I want to... Because he ran headfirst into no, a Hammer Brother. No, 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 no. <laughs> I yeah, want you to explain that's exactly it, what happened. Because nobody will under... No one will believe me. But you watched it happen. <laughs> uh, so he... We're on level 8-3. Yeah. Near the end when there's the last two Hammer Brothers and then the goal line. Yes. And there's a turtle shell. And so he's, he hits the turtle once, hits it a second time, so it's shooting towards the Hammer Brothers. Yeah. And he's just running after it, like, full tilt. Which you're supposed to do. Yeah. Normally it hits the Hammer Brother, dies, you keep going, hits the other Hammer Brother, dies, and then you just got to watch out for the end. It doesn't come back at you. Yeah. And <laughs> the first one, it just the turtle, like, you know how sometimes when you're on the edge of the screen, the shell will clip through the bad guy because they haven't fully come in yet Uh that kind of happened except for the hammer brother was well into the screen the turtle still went straight through him he wasn't jumping or landing or anything straight through him so obviously chris didn't expect that to happen and ran right into him like full tilt without even trying to dodge him because he assumed the turtle would have taken care of him and I was so happy both of you were watching because I just turned around and And I had this look on my face like you saw that right look of disbelief yeah, like total horror. Like, you saw that. I'm not making that up. That happened. Um, yeah, I oh, I was so robbed. Uh, it was not even funny. But I still beat the game, so I felt good about myself. I just got beat, robbed. Beat the game second. Uh, well, look, hey, you know, I got cheated, so I don't feel too bad. I, I was still Luigi. Me. I'm supposed to beat the game second. Whatever. Yeah. Obviously, Luigi knows how to kick turtle shells. Uh, I don't know. But we had a lot of fun, because um, that's when um, some other guys started showing up, right? Yeah. Um, Bill showed up. Yeah. <laughs> Who else showed up? Um, Does that just, when, is that when that was, we... That was just Bill at that point. We had to go pick up the other guys later on. That's right. Yeah. That's right, because we had to go and do some pickups. Bill showed up. We talked about the collection and played a little punch out. He gave me some really bad advice on a couple of the bosses there. And uh, we just chatted and and made plans for the next day because we had to go pick up uh, Eric and Floyd at Floyd. the airport. Yeah, that's right. That's right, because we came back to the house yeah. for more games later. Okay, so yeah, we went back, um, and Bill's wife, uh, and, um... His kids. Um, we're not, we're, we're staying over at his, his dad's house, so we had kind of free reign of the house. Um, so we went back, and we were waiting for, or was it, that was just that night, that was it, right? We yeah, went to bed, we went that was to it. Bill's, we played some, uh, some You Don't Know Jack stuff. Yes, that's right. And went to bed until we had to head out to the airport the next day. Right, so we we played um, well, we played some what, Quiplash and some Fibbage, and you don't uh, know Jack, and you don't know Jack. Um, and yeah, we had and then we had a busy day the next day because that's when everybody else was showing up because we were there. That was uh, Thursday, and everybody yeah. else was coming in on Friday because the show was on Saturday. So we uh, it was nice being there first. That was definitely the right plan because we got pick of the bedding. 
Oh, yeah. <laughs> Everyone else was taking teddy bears and couches and recliners. <laughs> you yeah, everybody it. else was a little rougher, but Krabby and I got the guest room, whatever, so we both got actual bedding to sleep on, yeah. whereas nobody else did. Um, So I, I got some good sleep that night. Um, yeah, it's comfortable. And then we had to get up because, wasn't it, Bill had to work a half day. Yeah, and we offered to go to LaGuardia Airport in New York um, yeah. because Bill's dad was originally going to do it. And we said, no, no, you don't need to, need to do that. We'll do that. And, oh, kind of wish we would have let him do that. Yeah. <laughs> it was uh, oh, interesting. Wait till I talk about the story of me returning from dropping you off on the way home. <laughs> oh, you I don't think I've even heard You that haven't yet. heard about that yet. Ugh. But yeah, anyway, I, I get to drive in New York, and as someone who lives in a city with about eighty thousand people, it was a little stressful. I'm not used to driving in big cities, and it was there's a few people honking at me from time to time. But we made it there, and we it was such a big airport that we were getting lost, and we just finally said we're gonna pull over right here. Here's a spot to park. We're gonna start our quest to find these two people from this point. Doesn't matter where they're coming in. And yeah, because LaGuardia is big. I mean, like, it has whole different pieces to it. Yeah, right? there's like four different lots you can park in, depending on who you're picking up, what airline they're coming in on. And we had no idea where to find Eric, how we were going to find Eric. We just got a picture texted to us from Bill, so we kind of know who to look for. Yeah, and this huge airport, we had no clue even yeah. where to start looking for him. We're so like, I, that's what I was telling you. I'm like, we're so screwed. Yeah, we're in Terminal B. Let's start here. We walked in, and <laughs> all of five seconds we were in there, we see this guy smiling right at us, holding a copy of Silent Service. Like, hey, guys. So I know. We got super lucky there. I know. I'm like, you got to be kidding me. He's, I mean, literally right inside the doors. Like, <laughs> you're yeah. just waiting for us the whole time. And then we knew which flight Floyd was coming in on, so we took a way longer trek than it should have uh, taken to get there from some bad directions from like three different employees there yeah nobody had figured it out quite right but eventually we got there and we still beat floyd so that was fine yeah, right just just by a minute or two yeah we didn't have to wait long at all so we picked up eric and floyd um and you know eric yeah he'd come from germany uh, but he'd not been he had not just flown in he had been in new york for a few days already, being a yeah. tourist, right? Yeah, went to a baseball game and Nintendo World Store and a few other sightseeing places. And man, I was so jealous of that backpack. Yeah, I got it at the Nintendo Store. It looked awesome. They had a backpack that looked a lot like an NES, with like all the you know the stylings and everything. If they sold that online, I would buy one. It was awesome. I told Bill if he ever goes there, buy me one. I, I want one. But, uh, yeah, that was it, and we got surprisingly in and out pretty quickly, I think, and yeah. we made it back, um, which I was kind of concerned, because I thought New York driving would be kind of rough, but... You didn't even drive there. <laughs> now, wait a minute. I drove you. I got a story, buddy. You just wait. You think uh. you had it bad? You got no idea. <laughs> All right. To, so, I hate tolls, too. Tolls are the worst. We don't yeah, have those up here. A lot of tolls. Um, but anyway. We... Which I, <laughs> the, I, I like the first toll that we went through. That's still my favorite toll. 
<laughs> where you had to yeah so the first toll was like in pennsylvania or something when or new york it was in new york yeah so we pull up to this toll and Krabby's like i i'm i got the, i got the toll but he's like counting out change and like scraping together change like little bits of change not like here's some quarters you're handing me like nickels and dimes and whatever I right i didn't want to carry those around <laughs> So he's piling all this change in my hand, and we pull up, and it's like this beautiful woman working at the toll booth. <laughs> and I'm just thinking, like, really? I, I've i got to be the one? Because I'm driving. i got to be the one to hand the nasty, like, idiot handful of change <laughs> to this beautiful lady at the toll booth. And so I'm like... Here you go. I feel like like the two year old kid that pays for his you know own snack, where he just gives like wadded up one dollar bills or something. <laughs> That's so what I em- felt like. So embarrassed. It was so funny. Yeah, I'm like, here you go. He's like, I'm so sorry. Yeah, snare <laughs> all the coins. I know. Uh, they're like, oh no, it's okay. No, I'm thinking in her head, she's like, idiot. But uh, <laughs> no, that's it. Yeah. I felt good about that one. I noticed that when you pay the tolls, you never gave anybody handfuls of change. It's because I gave it all to that one toll. I yeah, didn't have any uh-huh. more change after that. Uh-huh. You did leave some sum in the vehicle, though. So That was a tip for all your good driving. Yeah. like I got like a Canadian dollar in there somewhere, I think. <laughs> That's worth like 69 cents American. <laughs> Not Come now. On. By now, it's probably like 50 cents. We got a new government. It's probably like a dollar again. Oh, it probably did go right up. And they're probably like, oh, you guys got rid of whatever, Mayor McCheese. Now. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so we got back, and then we just had to wait for some of the other guys to come in. Because wasn't it Bill had to go get... Who did Bill go get? Bill? Did Bill go get Rich? No, because no, Russ no. got rich, right? We met all the guys at Bill's house later. I think we just we hung out there, and Bill came home after work. Oh, that's right, because yeah. Russ got rich, and and they showed up at Bill's house that night. Anthony got Adam. Yeah, <laughs> and Anthony and them get there. And they tell us the story about how they went to Bill's old house. <laughs> oh man! So they they went to. They just had, like, Bill's old address. So they go to the house, and this was hilarious, because they pull up, and they're like, okay, well, um, I I don't remember what there's like, oh, Bill, is this, and they're, like, sending him text messages, like, is this the right place? Oh, yeah, whatever. It's like, there's an older guy there, we're in the right place, and Bill's like, like oh, you're at my dad's house. Yeah, just go on. <laughs> and it was just some weird stranger. At Bill's old house. He's like, oh, I, I think we're here to see your son. And he's like, I don't have a son. <laughs> so, yeah, they they made a little mistake. But they got yeah. there after that. Yeah. Um. And Anthony, who's Israel on the site, um, is, he's hilarious. But anyway, he Draws, tells us. Draws the best wieners I've ever seen. <laughs> he does. He tells the story much better than, than I can. Uh, but that's it. Everybody started kind of showing up uh, in pretty rapid fashion after that. It was and it was kind of late, a little bit, right? Yeah, but everyone was, I don't know, pumped to meet everyone else, so we stayed up for quite a while. <laughs> yeah, Bill cooked some uh, burgers and dogs, and we all hung out. And uh, the first order of business was, oh, well, we first we were at we were at Bill's house for a little bit, right? That's yeah. where we had we, gotten that's Eric when and we Floyd. played Contra, and we had the Street Fighter going. And that's before Mario we went Kart, back to Bills. 
Yeah, and that's when the other guys came to Bill's house. Because I remember, yeah, Eric and Floyd were with us. Yeah. So at Bill's house, what we the first order of business was taking care of Mega Man 2, right? No, that was later. We started playing like Guitar Hero and Rock Band first. Was that the first thing we did? Yeah, I think so. I do we, remember we, we played We put a lot. in the Mega Man after when Rich pulled it out. Okay. That's right. Uh, that's when Anthony and Adam showed up when we were in the middle of that one, right? Yeah, and then uh, Adam started uh, helping us out. Yeah, and I had to take care of the one boss because everybody else was a wuss. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, nobody else wanted to do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we were playing round robin, so, like, you know, one person beats the stage, next person goes, and, and we plowed through it pretty quickly. Yeah, there wasn't too many hiccups. The, <laughs> the lag was very real, though. Yeah, we were playing on a Retron 5, and I don't know if it was... I don't think it was just the Retron, because I played on my TV with the Retron. I think Bill's TV is a little laggy, because, man, you could feel it. Yeah. Right? It was bad. I mean, I wouldn't say... I mean, I'm probably going to guess like a quarter of a second lag. It it was frustrating some players more than others. <laughs> yeah, you really had to learn to like compensate for it and be doing things before you needed to do things. Made made quick man stage very interesting. Yeah, you did quick man stage, right? Yeah. Yeah, you definitely I'm sure had to be like inputting before you ever got to where you needed to go. Yeah. Which I probably know cuz you did die I think once or twice. Just the once. Yeah, I tried to like I think I overcompensated for the leg and ran right into one of the beams. <laughs> yeah. But we all whipped that one out. Yeah. And then we started in with, um, mostly it was Fibbage and Quiplash, right? Yeah. Which lasted a lot of rounds. It was a lot of fun. And draw, Drawful. We played a yeah. lot of Drawful. Um, and if you guys have never played those games, I have to, all I have to say is just, the instant you play it, you'll buy it, unless you're crabby because it's a download. <laughs> um, but you don't need controllers. Everybody just needs a phone um, or an iPad. And they're dead simple to play. So the game goes on the TV. You punch in some stuff on your phone. Everybody can play. And you it's just... We just were having the most hilarious time playing that, weren't we? Yeah, it was pretty funny. Running jokes going, like, constantly. Oh, yeah. Um, So I would just say, if you... Because I had bought that before, and I'm like, you guys have to play these things. And then um, some other people are have been picking them up. But it's... As far as, like, if you guys have non-gamer friends, or even gamer friends, but you don't have a lot of controllers, and you want something you guys can play as, like, a party game, something that you would play, like, an old... I don't know, like a... Like a categories kind of board game sort of thing uh this is for you right it's hilarious and uh it's a lot of fun it's really easy everybody can pick it up and play doesn't take any work and we had just hours and hours of fun and yeah we get to see anthony's um artistic skills (laughs) (laughs) but that's the way you know these games turn into you know juvenile jokes and everything pretty quickly but we had a really good time with it yeah. And we found out that Hitler's toilet was in New Jersey. Right? <laughs> I actually was in the bathroom or on the phone with my wife and I missed that joke and I just came back and the whole rest of the night was hashtag Hitler toilet. Oh, you I, missed I, it. I didn't, I didn't know the origin of it. Oh, well, we, one of the questions we got in Fibbage uh, was like this owner uh, uh New Jersey claims that 
his toilet was owned by, and then, you know, all these different guesses for things. It was Hitler. <laughs> he claims that he's got Hitler's toilet. Okay. So that's where that came from. I didn't realize you missed that one. I did. You were on the toilet, but not Hitler's toilet. <laughs> no, I think I had to call my wife at that point. Oh, that was, that's that right. was my, my evening check-in. There you go. But we had a, lot, a ton of fun. Um, I would like to do it again, I think. I saw Anthony got the new pack that just came out, so maybe we'll have to have a an online game if he wants to broadcast on Twitch, and we'll have to see if we can get some guys to play it. Um, <laughs> I, I'd be up for doing something like that with our listeners. If you're a listener and you would uh, be down for playing something like that where you watch on Twitch and play on your phone um, sometime, let me know. I would be down for Or YouTube. I could put it on YouTube gaming, probably. I don't know. But anyway... Um, just hilarious. We had a really good time with that. I'm sure probably a little better in person, just because you're really everybody feeds off of it. But uh, oh yeah. But after that, we uh, crashed out. Like, unfortunately, those guys had to kind of all sleep in the living room. You made it work. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, I guess they made it work. I I wasn't a part of it, but uh, it seemed pretty uncomfortable. But uh, and Russ got really comfortable with a teddy bear, from what <laughs> I understand. Too comfortable. And then it was Retro World Expo Day, right? Expo Day. Now, we had to get up pretty early, right? Because Bill had to be there before the show started? Yeah. Bill was up and gone with Russ um, before most of us were up and ready to go, I think. Yeah, because we got up and we had time to shower and get cleaned up. And the other guys were sort of coming back to life upstairs. Um and we headed out in plenty of time to get there when the show opened, right? We didn't really miss anything. No, we got there about 30 minutes before, and Bill snuck us in early, so we got to set up the booth and wander around before all the vultures got in. And we we had a really uh, a good time. I mean, you know, a lot of times, um, I don't know, that's when everybody was kind of doing their own thing. I spent a little time at, the, at our booth, but most of the time I was just out hunting. And I think you were with me a lot of that time, too, right? Or I was with you, um, chasing you around, probably. No, for the first bit, I was kind of going solo, and then uh, I came and picked you up after an hour or so, and then we kind of hung around together. Yeah, because you were picking through the tables pretty hard, yeah. and I was trying to find some stuff, but... And found you did eventually you... found me that Kingsfield yeah. on PS2. Yeah. Because um, we were... <laughs> and we got lunch, and we're sitting there, and the guy walks by with <laughs> With Kingsfield? Yeah. Yeah, we've been hunting the long for it box. the whole day. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we've been hunting for it the whole day. Um, but no, I mean, at the at the show itself, um, we didn't really make it to any of the other panels but our own, right? Yeah, we just caught the like last tail end, like two or three minutes of the uh, Retro World one, which had like 20 guys <laughs> at the table. Yeah, they were really a lot of guys kind of packed in that little space. Um, and they were just kind of taking doing some Q&A at the end. And we were just there because we were going to sit up for hours, right? Yeah. You know, I totally forgot, though. I was kind of sad. I wanted to go see the retro RGB guy, and I forgot all about it when we were there. Oh, no. I didn't go to his panel at all. I felt kind of bad because I, I really wanted to kind of sit in on that one. Um, but they had a lot of vendors there, right? Tons. It's like ridiculously packed with them, yeah. And they had some cosplay people doing their thing, right? They had a few, yeah. I was surprised. Yeah. I thought there would be more, but... Um, I did, too. 
And a few of the ones we saw around didn't even compete in the contest, which I was surprised because a couple of them, I think, would have done very well. Yeah, but like the lady that got to judge the in the Zelda costume, wow. Yeah, she did pretty good. She was like really well done. Um, but it when she like some kind of like in some cosplay group or something, and that why she got to. Yeah, she was one of she was like the celebrity guest judge kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know who's who in the in the cosplay world, but. Um, All I know is Jessica Negri. That's it. Well, yeah, I know who that is. <laughs> um, just because, how can you not know who she is? Uh, because of, uh, daggone it, the guy that did No More Heroes, he did... Uh, Lily, Lollipop Chainsaw. Yes, that's right. And that's the one yeah. she did um, stuff for, she, right? Yeah. She was the official uh, spokesman for that one. That's right. Um, but there was a guy walking around like a Reno. That was a pretty good costume. Yeah, and he wasn't in the contest. And the guy that was in the, like, um, flamethrower yeah. suit. He, that was a really cool costume. That was really good. Yeah. And one of the ladies working at the vendor, which she was... Um, Harley. Yeah, Harley Quinn. She was dressed up like Harley Quinn. Yeah. And there was a few kids that were into it. So there was, like, what, like a Wii controller kid... Uh, there was a a link. There was a link who started off impressing everybody and then took it too far. <laughs> yeah, because he he had the ocarina, and he, he had, was playing the ocarina. Started playing like I think it was Saria's song, and everyone was like, "Oh, clap, clap, clap!" And then when we stopped applauding, he was still playing. <laughs> and and the, he uh, kept commenter was like, "This is playing. the gong. Like someone get the uh, the big cane out." Yeah, like he was not yeah. going to stop. Um, and his, the poor guy, he like, you could see his hands were so shaking. <laughs> yeah. He was so nervous. That's, so that's probably why he was just so nervous. Um, yeah. But he won. He did. He, well, you know, but Zelda was the judge, so what do you expect? It's, uh, nepotism. <laughs> Something like that. Um, and then we had our panel, right? Yeah. Which... The room cleared mostly out from the retroware guys, but we still well, had a few yeah. people stick around to enjoy. Not well, yeah, not nearly as many, uh, for sure. But we, you know, we had a decent little crowd yeah, that fun. was in there. Some uh, good questions, some good audience. Yeah, and uh, for those that want to see our show, it's on our YouTube channel. So our panel, you can just jump right over there and catch it. Um, I uploaded it pretty quickly. It's got a few views, but I know some of the people that listen to the show may not normally jump over to the YouTube page, so you might have missed it. So feel free to jump right over there and um, give it a look. I think it's like somewhere around like 45, 50 minutes, not too long. And you um, can see that I, I look exactly like I sound. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, let me know what you expect Krabby to sound like versus what he does look like. I, I mean, I don't know why. I mean, I guess, do they expect nice Canadian guys to not have any hair or something? I don't know. Are you supposed to look like Floyd? Maybe. That's <laughs> that's an Eastern thing. Oh, okay. I have no idea. But after that, then we just really, um, man, we just kind of relaxed for a little while. And I felt bad a little bit because I didn't man the booth very much. But, I didn't uh, man it at all. Don't feel bad. <laughs> we were having a lot of fun. Uh, but then we had the auction. That was a lot of fun. The auction was, uh, yeah, because it was kind of a smaller auction. It was after a lot of people had left, and people had to sign up in advance 
to bid in the auction. And they had a nice little spread of stuff that was laid out there, right? Yeah. What all did they have? They had... Uh, I don't know. As soon as I saw a Turtles Tournament Fighters go for way cheaper than it needed to go for, uh, I ran out and got myself a voting ticket. Yeah. <laughs> I, was, I wasn't originally planning on uh, being part of the auction. Yeah, because I mean, I think we had talked. I think you, well, the expectation is that that things would probably go maybe a little under because it's an auction, but you know, probably pretty close. Yeah. To Cause, just because of the caliber of the items they had. Yeah, because they had um, a lot of it. They have like. They had a Flintstones too. They had Panic Restaurant. A Panic Restaurant had a bunch of really rare old uh, computer and pre Nintendo systems. Yeah, they had Mattel Aquarius. They had a boxed Apple II C with monitor. Yeah. Um. They had an NES TV. Bucky O'Hare complete mod. They did have a complete Bucky O'Hare. Um. There was a few other games there as well. There was a Chippendales two box. Yeah. It was there. Uh, they had an arcade machine. Yeah, Altered Beast uh, arcade Altered machine. Beast, yeah. And they had a specially designed, um, painted Zelda NES. Yeah, that was a hot item. Yeah, which was strange because starting off, just like you said, things started off going like crazy low, right? Yeah, and then they got a good bidding war going on that Zelda NES. Yeah, because starting out, like you said, like this, the first couple games or whatever, I was really looking around like, are you guys really going to let somebody buy it for that low? Um, and they did. You know, they yep. let some of these things go, and I'm like, wow, that is really cheap for some of that stuff. And and the, the weirdest thing that went on a weird crazy bidding spree was this painted NES, right? Yeah, there was uh, like three guys going nuts over it. Yeah, this huge bidding war. And I mean, don't get me wrong, it was well done. I mean, it was looked very nice. But like everything else is like, oh, yeah, you know, this goes cheap here, cheap there. And these guys, it went for like 300 something dollars, didn't it? Yeah, like 320 or something like that, I think. Yeah, and it's just a painted NES. Yeah. And it had, oh, it had a copy of two co- the Zelda games in gold. But that's it, right. That's right. It was the system primarily. It was just the cartridges. Three hundred something dollars that thing ended up going for, and that was the thing. I just looked around like, are these people crazy? Because the <laughs> things that are rare are going cheap, and this thing that anybody could make is going like through the roof. Um, and then we got to the NES TV was kind of in the middle, right? And that's the thing is this the bidding starts up and I mean the bidding was stalling out like what, like a hundred and fifty or something, hundred and sixty dollars. Yeah. And like yeah. couldn't let that happen. Yeah, like nobody was hardly bidding, right? Like one guy, two guys, maybe. And I'm looking around and I have this look on my face like <laughs> you've got to be kidding me, right? There, I was thinking in my head, there's no way somebody's going to walk out of this for like $160. I mean, just no way, right? And so I look over, and then I see you bid. And I was like, oh, thank God. You know what I mean? Thank God this thing is not just going to walk out of here for a song to somebody that, <laughs> that I don't even know. That's his first thought. Then his second thought is, how the hell am I going to ship that to Canada? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's it, because you start bidding back and forth with this guy, and that's it. I look over to Rich, and I say, 
I'm going to have to figure out how to ship this dang thing to Canada. And and you want it. For, yeah, decent, decent price. Yeah, for like a crazy, I mean, to me, I think a pretty crazy low price, right? Yeah. Yeah. And still at that, I was so surprised that the other guy gave up. And I was about to jump out of my seat because I'm like, you I was did. Just, you did. We yeah. can see you over there like vibrating <laughs> in your seat. I was really excited because I'm like, this is so awesome that it's going to go, you know, to one of you guys. It's going to go to you. And I'm like, that's so fantastic because I didn't want some random stranger to get it for nothing. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, so I was, you know, very excited, very excited. And then there were some other things that were coming up after that that Richard asked you to bid on, right? No, or was he asked it Floyd? Floyd to bid on, and I didn't realize that he. I knew he was going to bid on the Panic Restaurant, so I didn't even touch that one. Yeah. And then the Flintstones came up. I didn't realize he had told Floyd to bid on that one too, and so I threw a bid on that, expecting <laughs> it to go low like some of the other stuff. And then I saw Floyd bid right in front of me, and Floyd couldn't see me bidding because I was sitting behind him. Uh, so I re- realized right away what I was doing. I was like, oh, crap. Put that down, <laughs> sit on my bidding numbers. I put, didn't raise it any I know, higher for him. I because when you did that first, I looked at Rich and I said, is he bidding against you? <laughs> it was a mistake. I know. I mean, we know it was, yeah. but we just kind of had a laugh about it. Um, <laughs> because really quick, I could we could see when you, it was kind of on your face. That you were yeah. like, oh, oh, oops. Yeah, I yeah I did not want to drive the price up for Rich at all. <laughs> I know because it was kind of funny for a minute. Uh, but the was the panic went for, was the first one up, right? Yeah. And that one because some of these other games had gone for ridiculously low prices, and that's what I was telling Rich. I'm like, you should tell Floyd to bid on these, set a low bar. But I said you maybe just be able to walk out with these because everybody else is bidding low, right? Yeah. And I think he'd set his price for Panic because it had a torn label at like two hundred bucks, mm-hmm. uh, which I think was fair enough. Fair, yeah, it was a really torn label. Yeah, there was yeah. not much left of it, um, and there was a reproduction label included, but whatever, <laughs> right? It, it had a torn label, and it stalled out somewhere like around wasn't it like two twenty or something? Yeah, not much higher than that. Yeah, and the guy that owned it was like, nah. Wasn't that the way it went? He was like, no, I'm just, no, I'm not. He pulled it. He wasn't happy with that price. Yeah, and Rich was kind of bummed. And I said, well, just, when it's over, just go talk to him. You know, maybe he'll change his mind, show him $200 cash in his face, and maybe he'll change his mind or something. Or maybe it never hit the $200 point. I don't remember. I don't remember on that one. Uh, But he kind of thought he had lost that one. And then when Flintstones came up, that's right. when the buyers showed up out of nowhere, right? Yeah, two guys specifically, yeah, really interested in that one, driving it up. And they drove that one up fast. Yeah. And it still probably went for a fair price, but probably more, when you say probably about market? No, it's still a little under, like, I think it went for, like, 670 I think, was the final vote. But the isn't it somewhere bit? like 750 800 now? Yeah, like, it wasn't a steal, but it was just a decent price. It was in really good shape. Yeah. Yeah, I think, you know, they did well. But, I mean, it wasn't like some of these other stuff that had gone ridiculously cheap. Yeah. Um, it wasn't like getting an NES TV for next to nothing. <laughs> um, which is much rarer than a Flintstones game. But I don't know what these people were thinking. Uh, I think, quite honestly, just people didn't realize. Uh, this is the only thing I could come up with 
is why or they traveled and, and hey that takes up a lot of room taking it home maybe yeah maybe like people are like oh, i flew out here and yeah but i figured there had to be enough locals probably involved yeah. in that i know the the guy that bought the uh the flintstones and the tournament fighters was from chicago okay i wonder about the guy that was bidding against you where he was from i'm not sure i didn't see him bid on anything else yeah i don't think so i, I could see that being a deterrent but I mean, these things are super rare. Uh, but anyway, yeah, Flintstones went pretty high, and I don't blame um, Rich for bowing out on that one, because who knows where it was going to end up. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it'll show up again. It's nothing crazy. Um, and then I'm trying to think what rounded the night out. Uh, didn't they have a few other things that were kind of big towards the end? Um... I don't remember. I thought the Flintstones was one of the last ones they saved there. Was that the big bang at the end? I remember the Apple II setup went, like, really cheap. Yeah. I was really surprised because I was like, wow, I would love to have that. I mean, I didn't have the money, but even at the price it went, I'm like, that's a great deal. Nobody bought that arcade cab. Uh, The guy, it's kind of happened like that panic restaurant. Uh, The guy that was bidding on it went and talked to them afterwards and ended up with it. Oh, did he? Okay. All right. Yeah. Uh, But yeah, so after the thing ended up, Rich goes over to talk to the guy, and he settled up at a great price, right? So he walked away with it. Yeah. And then Krabby comes up to me, and I'm, like, so excited for him, like, patting him on the back. Like, yes, it's awesome that you got this TV. And then what do you say to me? Well, I don't want to ship that thing home. It's got to <laughs> stay down here in the States. So basically he's like, do you want to buy an NES TV? And I was like, I mean, I honestly, I was a bit choked up. I was like, that's so, I mean, because I've been looking for one of these things for a really long time and eyeballing the one in the store over here for years. And I saw you eyeballing that one, yeah, and talking to him about it. And yeah. Like every time I go in, I was like, is that thing still there? Um, but yeah, you were very kind to pass that along to me, which I appreciate very much. Yeah, uh, works great. You were you were very kind to let me crash on your couch, pick me up at the airport, drive me around, feed me, introduce me to your family. Oh, we had a great time. Well, one yeah. of these days, if I can get up to Canada, you'll have to do the same. Absolutely. I can't Open promise invitation. you an TV. <laughs> I can't promise we will find one anywhere around here for you to even buy me. So. <laughs> probably, probably not. If you want to come down and try to work a deal on the one here locally, <laughs> I'll back you up. Have you stripped it of all its controllers and and remotes and stuff yet? Not yet. I don't have the extra funds right yeah. now, but um, I'm going to try to go make a deal for the controllers and remote. Because that way I figure you can still have your display piece because nobody sees the controllers, right? Yeah. Yeah. And maybe it's a win-win, maybe? I don't know. We'll he's see. got two. Maybe he's willing to even just part with one. Just Maybe. Yeah. I'll see what I can do. Uh... But then we <laughs> we we decided we were hungry, so we wanted to go get pizza, right? Best pizza ever. That's, uh... <laughs> yeah, so Anthony orders mashed potato pizza. It was good. I didn't even know that was a thing. I didn't either. I enjoyed it. He was, he was sharing. We were trading pieces. We had a few different kinds going around. Mashed potato pizza. I didn't try it. I was like, that's not even pizza. Oh, it was um, it was really good. I wish you would have tried it. I think you would have enjoyed it. That's not pizza. But it's still good. 
Ah, uh, well. I mean, I've never heard of that thing in my life. I had, like, a super meaty pizza. That was delicious. <laughs> and then we took the last... I mean, we had a lot of fun there, don't get me wrong. But we uh, took the last bits of the pizza over to Bill because he was, of course, winding the thing down and fed him and some of the other retroware guys uh, with some pizza. And there were some of the concerts they had at the end that were kind of winding yeah. down. And the arcade had dissipated, so we took that over for the last, like, 45 minutes or so. Yeah, but first, um, you wanted a picture with Billy from oh, yeah. the Game Chasers. <laughs> that was fun. They actually came up, uh, there's a Retro Collector Facebook group here, and uh, one of them was talking in, in the comments just casually. They're like, oh, have you seen this YouTube? Have you seen this YouTube? And I love the Game Chasers. I was like, ah, me and Billy are tight. I just post, <laughs> posted the picture of me and him underneath that comment, and then there was just, like, a whole bunch of... Oh my god! <laughs> That's funny. Because, yeah, yeah, they were there the whole show, and um, I don't know, I didn't, yeah. Besides that, we didn't really interact with them at all. I'm sure they're nice guys, but... Um, yeah, seemed friendly. He, seemed- like, he was sitting there just hanging out, having a drink and chatting with his friends, and he was kind enough to come and take a picture with me. Yeah, he was really nice about it. Uh, and I imagine, yeah, they're gonna be, they're probably really nice guys. Um... And we closed, yeah, we closed the arcade out, right, until the point where Bill told us we had to leave. Oh, and I was just at Wily's castle on Mega Man 3 on a Play Choice 10 there. I know, you just, uh, and I felt bad, but I had to come so, like, up and tell you, like, you've got to turn like it off. Ten more minutes. <laughs> ten more minutes. Um, but yeah. But we had a really fun game, NBA Jam, too. Yeah, I wasn't in on that one, but uh, no. I think I was over playing uh, Raiden or something I think, like that. Uh, I think Adam was on my team with that one, and we just dominated. I was playing uh, Anthony in some Mortal Kombat 2. I had a lot nice. of fun with that. And I forgot to mention in the arcade game series, like earlier in the day, they had like a bunch of console games there too, right? We played some console stuff. Like yeah. you were in a contest. <laughs> I don't want to talk about that contest. <laughs> no? <laughs> it was bad. Kirby's like, I'm going to get in on this Dr. Mario contest. Yeah, it's feeling pretty confident. And then my first match, I just got decimated and knocked out of the whole thing. And, like, it wasn't even close. This girl just nuked Krabby out of the water. Yeah. In Dr. Mario. I mean, it was, like, not even funny. (laughs) I was like, yeah, I'm pretty good. Look over. I've got, like, 20 viruses left. She's got, like, three. I know. I'm watching, and I'm just like, oh, hang it up, Krabby. I'm just watching her play. (laughs) Like, no mistakes. Just... Bam, bam, bam. And I'm like, oh, here we go. Oh, you should feel good. Remember, though, she made it, like, into the finals. Yeah, she was so, in the finals. So. Unfortunately, you just got paired up poorly. I mean, somebody's yeah. got to be the person, right? Yeah, it was me. Um, I had a good streak on the uh, Marvel superheroes, or the Marvel, what was it, superheroes, Street Fighter across Marvel? I don't remember what the, it was called, but I had a good streak on there, beat a bunch of people. Stuck on that one for like half an hour. We played um, some champions from Street Fighter 2 Championship Edition. Yeah. For a little while. And the thing that got me that made me feel <laughs> like back in the day was remember like somebody came up and put their quarter yeah, on like the glass. Next. And yeah. I'm like, perfect. Because the game is on free play. <laughs> you know what I mean? But just to see somebody do that again. I'm like, wow, it's been a long time since I've <laughs> seen somebody a, do that. That's a classy dude. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, happily. Because that dude that was playing right there with that Vega, man, he was good. He was, he had a good streak on He there. was really good with Vega. The, he knew the other side, though. He's like, yeah, a couple of those buttons don't work. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, 
And we played Sapphire on PC Engine. That was really cool. That was really good. Yeah. I still need to burn me a copy of that one. It's very mm-hmm. expensive. Have you looked at the price? <laughs> no, I haven't. It's very, very expensive. Like more than 300 Yeah, I have I have to look it again. I looked like right after that. I don't remember offhand, but it was, it was pretty pricey. Played some uh, Neo Geo? We did. I trounced you a little bit in some... Uh, which one was it? It wasn't King of Fighters, was it? Trounced me. I went on like a eight-game win streak with Kim, and then when I switched characters, he started making a comeback. Yeah, when I switched to Terry, I got you pretty good with Terry. Mm, wasn't as good as my Kim streak. Uh, I was doing pretty good with Terry for a while. <laughs> but what was it? Was it, uh, was it a King uh, of Fatal Fighters? Fury. Fatal Fury. Okay. I couldn't remember which which series it was a part of. But yeah, we had a lot of fun with that. I'm trying to think if we played anything else in the console space. I don't think so. At least um, I didn't. Mostly arcade stuff. Played some Mario with Floyd before we went on our little lunch excursion there. The eternal lunch wait? The eternal lunch line. Uh, I felt bad for Bill. I mean, simply because I know he, he just had his heart into this being as as good as it could. I'm sure as a person that's putting this thing together. Uh, but one of the food trucks ditched out at the last yeah. minute. Um, so that And really... he originally wanted more of them, too, in the venue made him limit them yeah so he it was tough you had to wait a long time and it was a cold day and the other the only other truck that was there was like ice cream so good milkshakes though you did get a milkshake in plenty of time to come back before your sandwich yeah the food was good that we eventually got though it's just you had to wait a really long time to get it it was really good but no complaints i mean it all turned out it all turned out just fine but all in all, it was a really fun show, right? Yeah, it was fantastic. Yeah, had a really great time. I mean, I don't, I, I could compare it to some of my other conventions I've been to, but I mean, compared to some of the stuff you've been to, what'd you think? It was. I haven't got to go to like game conventions like that before. Oh, okay. Yeah, it was awesome. It was everything I wanted, and I and I got to see some really cool items that I couldn't afford at the time. Yeah, like I've never seen like a boxed Final Fight guy. And I got to see, boy, I wish I would have saved a little more money because there was a ton of Neo Geo AES games there. Yeah, there was. There was like seven, Mm -hmm. (laughs) which is like a ton. Uh, So I got to buy an AES game, which I haven't done in years because where do you find those? Yeah, definitely. eBay. That's about it. Yeah. Yeah, there was a lot of interesting oh, they had stuff. A laser Active there too with the Genesis module That's on true. it. That's true. Yeah, there was yeah. a Laser Active. And we got to meet um our sponsor, right? We got to meet Chris yeah. from Off the Charts. Yeah. He invited us or asked us to come and take a picture with him. Yeah, we had a lot of fun. I chit chatted with him a little bit. He had a nice booth. I think he was doing pretty well, selling yeah. through some product pretty well. Yeah, we took a picture with him. So um Take a look back through our, our Twitter. you probably find it on there. Uh, but he was, yeah, Chris was great. And it was nice to finally, you know, get to put an, a face with the name uh, and say hi to him for a minute. So all of us got together and say, I think, you know, he's out of Pennsylvania. And yeah. uh, his Lansdale store will be opening up anytime now, just in case you're interested. But, uh, I mean, you'll hear, you always hear the ad. I don't know how many people actually listen to the ad each time or hopefully not too many people forward through it but um give you know give honestly give otcvideogames.com a shot um use our code collectorcast um 
you know, do we get a little bit of sponsorship out of it? Sure. But quite honestly, Chris is a great guy. They've got great stuff and they price things well. I bought through them before and I was really happy. And yeah. like he, like they advertise, like you can see the actual thing you're buying. They'll, they'll show you a picture of the item you're buying. And if they have multiple copies, you can scroll through them and find the one you're happiest with. Yeah. And I've sold to Chris too. If you're looking to sell off like some bulk console lots or something, he makes it super easy to work with. I mean, here's, here's a label. You box it up. Here's your money. Piece of cake. So, um, anyway. Uh, Chris was great. Well, it was nice to meet him. Uh, but yeah, just a really wide ver- range of vendors. I mean, obviously mostly video games, but not exclusively video games, right? There's some other stuff there. Yeah, there was some cool art stuff, um, some clothing things. Um, the, all, I think all the uh, musicians that were there had um, their stuff. They were selling like uh, CDs and T-shirts and stuff. Yeah, there was some swag and stuff from those guys. And the there music the that we got to most hear was comfortable good. chairs. They looked ridiculous, but they were so comfortable. Yeah, they were almost kind of like beanbag chairs, but not quite, right? Yeah, like beanbag chairs that you could form around your body in any shape you wanted. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. It was uh, a good venue, uh, even though I think they said they might try to look at something different next year. Uh, But I think it worked out really well. Everything was really well, well laid out. It was easy to find. It was easy to get in and out of. The parking was not a problem. Um, oh, well, except for the guy that ran into the rental. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, this guy that had to bump the back of our rental in the parking lot. But thankfully, you know, the rental people didn't say anything about it. So <laughs> it turned out it turned out OK. Uh, he didn't really do much. It was just kind of, you know, it was rude. But yeah, it was a it was a really good time. And you then I think it was like you're making your flight plans to leave the next morning that evening. Yeah, I had a change of plans. I was hoping to stay one more day and hang out with the guys that were sick around after the con, but I ended up having to run home and hope to take care of some stuff back here. Understandable, because, you know, your wife was doing a great job running the store in your absence, and, you know, that's a lot to take on. So, yeah, yeah I get it. Taking care of my son for by yourself for the week, too. A little bit of help from extended family, but, yeah, it was wearing on her, so I raced home day early to, to help out with some stuff. Yeah, so you booked some flight plans, and you had to leave at, be at the airport at like, like, what, 5 a.m. or something like that? Yeah, and we had to drive to the airport, so we had to get up at like 3 in the morning. <laughs> yeah, and you booked it through, uh, where did we have to go, was it? Uh, the one in New Jersey. Yeah, I'm trying to, was it Newark, wasn't it? Yeah, this one. Newark Airport, which was like two hours or so away, uh, or hour and a half or something like that. Yep. So we got up at what, like three o'clock in the morning? Exactly. After that long day to get up and go. And I'm like, well, if you don't mind, you drive because I'm going to be dead tired and I have to drive back with that by myself. Um, so we went down, no problem really getting there, although it was just uh, more, you know, New York stuff. <laughs> yeah. And. Uh, you know, I get you off to the airport, away you go, you know, it's good to see you, and you're on the plane, and like, okay, now I've got to get back home, or <laughs> get back to Bill's. This is the part you missed out on. So, going there, do you remember going there, um, how many tolls did we have to pay? I think just one on the way there. Yeah, it was like nothing too, right? $5 or $4 or something, something like that. Yeah. You know how many tolls there are coming back the other way? <laughs> the, the same amount? <laughs> no. 
Oh, no. No. Um, I had to come across that George Washington Bridge again, the same one we had gone over. You have to pay a toll coming back, and it was like 15 bucks what? just to get across that bridge. Oh, man. But that wasn't the bad part. I'm like, okay, fine. Uh, no big it's, deal. It, it, they, they know how to get you. They know you won't pay to go into New Jersey. They know you will pay to leave, though, right? Exactly. Just whatever, take all my money. I need out of here. Exactly. So that kind of surprised me pulling back in, but I had the money. So I'm like, okay, the, you know, that's the way it is. And then the signage, as soon as you get in, was crazy about where to go. And the GPS is telling me where to go. And I end up getting off on an exit that basically puts me onto the streets of New York. <laughs> and I'm in a part of town that probably doesn't look very good to be in. At unless, about you're, unless you're lonely or you, or you know people that have uh, some meth for you. Maybe. Uh, and at about 5.30 in the morning, there was surprisingly a lot of lights and a lot of people hanging out. Um, and I'm just thinking like, oh crap, oh crap, oh crap, oh crap. How do I get out of here? Oh crap. I'm just like, please GPS, get me out of here. Cause it's kind of like the situation where you're like, really would love to stop and ask somebody from directions, but I don't want to get shot. (laughs) So I'm like, oh God, please. Uh, and I'm not a praying kind of guy, but I, if I was, I would have been praying and (laughs) So the GPS starts leading me, and does it lead me right back onto the highway where I just left? No. No, it doesn't do that at all. It leads me, like, all through the city. Uh, into, like, some weird roads uh, that I was like, I'm not going to come out of here again, am I? Uh, at least you get to meet me before you died. That's the way it felt. Um <laughs> I did eventually make it back. It took much longer to get back. Um, But I was really like, wow, this is not good. Um, (laughs) So, yeah. By the time I finally got home, I was, my nerves were 100% shot. And I was exhausted, tired from not getting any sleep. So, Bill and them were sort of just starting to get up. And like, oh, yeah, we're going to go hit the flea markets and all that stuff. And I'm like, I'm going to bed. (laughs) <laughs> I'm just honestly I'd already gone to bed he come and checked on me I'm like I'm I'm going I'm just sleeping I'm sorry thank you for taking me to the airport <laughs> I really appreciate it it's okay. I'm not blaming you no just, I know but I even just having to get up that early and drive that far back alone and stuff like I owe you a big time no no that's not it I was just it, it was like a harrowing tale I just wish it had been the same going back the other way uneventful <laughs> um, what I learned is I'm never taking anyone to the Newark airport again. So if you're flying back in there, don't go to Newark. I'm not going back there if you want to ride from me. <laughs> um, but I mean, I did make it back. I think I probably got back to his place. It was, it was probably like 7.30, 8 o'clock. And uh, like I said, I just went to bed. And uh, they- The airport was really creepy too. Like it had... Um- Long, long corridors, and half of them was always the uh, metal detectors and, like, frisking stations. Yeah. And so the whole way down this long corridor, you were just watching people get frisked. <laughs> nice. That makes it you feel weird. safe. <laughs> yeah. Right. So was your flight home pretty uneventful, pretty easy? Yeah. It was mad. 
I tried to offer this nice lady next to me some gum, and I threw it all over her and spilled it all over the place and <laughs> came off like an ass instead, but other than that, it was good. Yeah. Oh, man. But um, I literally slept until probably like two in the afternoon. Yeah, I, the plane rides were like a blink of an eye. Like I would get on them, sleep, wake up when we got to the next one, have my layover, and then sleep on the plane ride, and they were quick. Yeah, I didn't really get up until those guys were all done with all their running around, and when they came back, I was like, okay, we got to take them to the airport soon. I was just exhausted. I just slept. And I was very thankful that they just let me sleep because I needed it. But it was that. I got up. I kind of got spruced up a little bit. And I held, I went with Bill to take Floyd and Rich back to their respective airports, which were like two different airports that they were going to. <laughs> um, Between all of us, I think we hit every airport yep. within like a three-hour drive of Bill's place. I've seen them all, I think, now. Especially for <laughs> someone that's never flown in. Well, no. I've flown into Newark <laughs> once, but... Yeah, we saw all of them. Especially like the one I think Rich flew out of was like tiny. I was like, this is an airport? <laughs> you know, very small. It was either him or Floyd. I think pretty think it was Rich. Because I think Floyd flew back out of LaGuardia or something. But anyway. So Bill and I went back to Bill's dad's. Uh, they were very kind to invite me to dinner. And made a very nice spaghetti dinner. And we got to hang out. And then I went to bed early so I could get up and, and do the 12-hour drive back. Which surprisingly... I thought was going to be rough, but it wasn't bad. It wasn't bad at all. It was a really nice day. It was a good drive. And I think after so much time around people, it was kind of nice just to have some quiet for a minute. Yeah, I believe you. <laughs> just some quiet. So it was a nice day. I listened to some podcasts, decompressed. And by the time I got home, I was like, that's great. I got to see my kids before they went to bed. Got everybody in bed. Kind of put my stuff down. It was good. It was a good day. Cool. So, Retro World Expo, I think they're talking about next year maybe doing two days? Yeah, Bill was mentioning that. Yeah, I think maybe that's the plan, so we'll have to see. Um, understanding that it's quite possible you may not make it out next year, which um, you got some other stuff going on, right? I do. We had the uh, the curse of the expo hit us. <laughs> and, uh, I think we found out you're not the only one, but I don't think we can tell everybody about the other guilty party yet. Yeah. So we're we're having a new baby in June, so I don't know that I'll be traveling anywhere next year. But if I do, I know Engineer Mike has expressed some interest in maybe tagging along. Well, maybe you guys can split. Well, you know, it's, you're always, you, know, you can always crash at Bill's place, or if you want a road trip part of it, you're always more than welcome to come here and crash at my place. So That was pretty fun. We had a pretty good time. So Retro World Expo, check it out. I know they're going to probably start the beginnings of plannings for next year if you're interested and you're over towards the east coast um i'm not sure if i'll be able to make it out year next year i might i plan to try to do everything i can and i don't have any kids coming so uh i think yet. i'm gonna try to make it out and yet no no <laughs> my wife and i have made sure after the last curse of the expo that's not going to happen again i so. get to uh i get to do that next year <laughs> yeah have fun that's all I can I, tell you. I'm excited about it, actually. Yeah, it's nice to know that you won't have any more surprises. <laughs> but um, I think it's good for you, right? You're still pretty young. You, it'd be good to have another kid. You'll like it. We're happy about it. We're thrilled. We yeah. went and we're getting a new car tomorrow to make sure we have enough room and something safe and reliable for everyone. And maybe you'll get a little crab arena, right? 
Maybe. That's that's what I'm pushing for. Yeah, you have no say, but you know. I have no say. I'm going to pretend I do, though. <laughs> it's going to make me feel real good. So remember, next summer we'll be, you know, we'll be building up to the, the big reveal for Krabby's. We've been up, it's been a busy show, and we've been at this probably, you know, three and a half years, and been a lot of kids have come about during this show. Yeah, I've been, yeah. It's been action-packed, and I think... Uh, we just had my brother-in-law and his family stay with us, and they have four kids, all the oldest is seven. And as soon as they left, my wife and me both looked at each other and said, two's good. <laughs> two's good. <laughs> I got three, and yeah, three is good. Um, <laughs> I would never go more. I love yeah. kids to death, but it's, yeah, it's something else. Oh, your girls were delightful. Yeah, no, they're great kids. Um, but yeah, I'm getting old, so. <laughs> I hear you. Uh, yeah, just keeping up after little ones is, yeah, exhausting yeah, already. Just wait. Yeah, just wait. Oh, I know. I oh, My seven-year-old, we went to birthday party yesterday at the roller rink, and he's... He hasn't really skated, so I was with him the whole time, kind of holding his hand and keeping him upright. And oh, I, <laughs> I don't know how I'm going to keep up with a one to three year old. <laughs> I'm going to need to hit the gym some more. You'll figure it out, and yeah. you'll sleep even less than you do now. Looking forward to it. <laughs> oh, here's the best news, though. Oh, because Nate, my wife is not working. Uh huh. Guess guess who gets to take the whole paternity leave? Oh, you're gonna uh... take nine months. I'm going to get more sleep when we have an infant than when I'm working. Yeah. Wow, that's crazy, but you're right. Yeah, Canada, yeah. land of milk and honey. That's what I found out over the trip. <laughs> I live in the wrong country. You're not far away. I'm telling you. You're just a 35-hour drive. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, once you're ready for the next Game Quest franchise and you need somebody to run it, let me know. Sure. Well, um, I think that probably wraps it about up. Krabby, can anything else you think we need to add? No, I just wanted to thank Rich, too. He he was holding on to some stuff for me, gave it to me at Bill's, um, some really cool items, like a uh, complete box Mega Man X3, um, Super Nintendo boxes for Magic Sword and Legend. Um, he had a Mario Clash for the Virtual Boy complete box for me, Avenging Spirit for the Game Boy, Dragon Strike for the NES. Super thankful that he took care of those and got them down here for me. Yeah, and I would have to agree. Um, he was really nice to swing a couple games my way, too. So he'd, um, I, I just thanks a lot, Rich. It was just out of the blue, something nice that he just thought about and looked on my wish list a little bit. There's some pretty cool stuff there. Take time, if you haven't, to watch the panel. Um, we, You know, it's, it's very kumbaya friendly, but really just a great, fantastic group of people. And I honestly, I feel a lot about the listeners to this show, a lot about the same thing. I think if most of the listeners are show that I've interacted with, we all were together in a room, it would be like a bunch of best buddies getting together and playing some games. Yeah, like when everyone showed up, like piece by piece, there was like no weirdness to it at all like everyone just clicked immediately and we had in jokes like right off the bat and everyone's laughing and sharing and trading things and it was amazing yeah nobody missed a beat it was yeah it was like we were all long lost friends that hadn't seen each other in a little while but i mean just everybody just jumped right in um 
but again, I, I can guarantee a lot of our listeners, at least the ones I've interacted with, I, I think it would be no different. Um, so, you know, thanks to, um, thanks to our listeners out there, you know, for being a part of this. And I know this is probably the least gamey show that we've done, but, uh, I hope you've enjoyed a little talk or a little talking about, you know, our experience in going to the con and, um, uh, do us a favor, go watch the panel on YouTube. It's just uh, Collector Cast on YouTube. You can find it there. Um, again, send in your questions if you want to have a chance at those codes, or even if you don't, we always like having the questions. Crabby, real quick, where can people find us? Not at Podcast Pickle. Not That's at, no longer a thing. Not Don't at even Podcast check it. Pickle. That's right. R.I.P. Podcast Pickle. We need to kickstart it, revive it. No, it's okay. <laughs> um, I like watching them on YouTube. YouTube. Um, all of your usual podcast outlets, right? So iTunes, Windows Store, um, Stitcher. Uh, Potomatic. Potomatic, definitely. Find us on rfgeneration.com. Yes, wonderful website. Track your collection. Visit with us. We are there. And um, you can also interact with us on Twitter. You'll definitely um, probably get to see the most activity on that side. So we are at CollectorCast and CollectorCast on Facebook. Give us a like. We're almost at 100 likes, which is about a million under Krabby's store. But you can ask a question on there. And if we pick it, you will win a code. There you go. And Krabby's not giving out codes on his store. Nope. <laughs> so you'll be at like 10,000 by next week. Yeah, I, Yeah. no, probably not. Uh, but anyway, we are getting close, I think, about 600 on Twitter. So much better on the Twitter side of things. But it's not surprising. Nice. I'm, I'm much more active uh, on right. Twitter. And probably only 90% of those are fake junk accounts. So... <laughs> so. <laughs> Anyway, um, well, thanks everybody very much for joining us for another episode. We'll come back soon with a little more game talk, and we'll catch you soon. <laughs>